Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 4 of Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix, number 12, Grimald Place. Which, by the way, on the Swarm app in Oakland is my apartment. <laughs> also, on your newsletter, shout out to the newsletter. It's our, it's our company address. <laughs> That's true. It is, which is slightly ironic given that it's supposed to be unplottable and a secret. So we've just told everyone where we live. Well, because it was like, it asked me for my address, and then like on the first one or whatever, don't don't go back in our archives, people. But I was like, wait, 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 wait a second. Right, exactly. Oh, it's like, why do people know where I live? Right. That's super real. I'm like, why do you need the address in the first place? Like, mm. Right, so, that seems weird. Seems yeah. unnecessary. I actually wonder if the I could take it off. good thing we're nerds. Yeah, it's a good thing I'm... I caught it too. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Yikes. Oops. Yee. Don't come okay. to my house. Um, we I'm have some announcements. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't like, try. Half the time she'll either be there and is just like a hermit, and the other half she's not there. <laughs> so there's no point. You're not going to find her there, whether she's there or not. <laughs> I'm not letting it's you in. Well, Grimald not- Place. <laughs> You're not getting in. You're not getting um, in. It's a no. From her. Unless you're Aminata, whose um, watercolors are all over my floor right now. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have some announcements and reminders. Uh, we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet or Slack or email or Facebook along with us. Um, use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Submit to Hogwarts BSU. It's a collection of stories, fan art, and other fan-made creations illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. Check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines and some of our awesome previously published submissions. There's too many S's for someone with a list like mine. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Please consider becoming a Patronus. Um, we are video recording the Wizard Team episodes, and Patron and I have access to those videos. They, were, they will also get exclusive video content while we are in LeakyCon, and there are 22 days left until LeakyCon, so just, you know, become a Patronus now, and then you can get access to, like, the panels that we're in, um, and some other fun stuff that we're going to be doing while we're there. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot, if you've even, like glanced at the leaky comp schedule you will see that we are all over the place um shout out to wither team patronus portia who is also with coming along with us on this journey um but we are we're doing a lot guys and so yeah um becoming a patronus and getting access to that content be a great way to see your donations in action and if you want to do a great way to like see like be a part of LeakyCon without spending buying a plane ticket all the way to go to, to Ireland Dublin. because yeah because that, that, that is a trip that is that is an endeavor right um, so you know get a little bit of a little bit of content wasn't one of the um, cheapest ideas we've ever had if you want mm-hmm. to donate but can't do a monthly donation you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal 
You can find the links to donate at blackgirlscrate.org slash donate. And again, we're pushing this whole leaky con thing. Um, it is the dollar, the U.S. dollar is 85 cents to the euro. I mean, one U.S. dollar is 85 cents to the euro and about 50 cents to the galleon. So help us out with that exchange rate. That's going to hurt. Yeah. And any help we can get, because, you know, plane ticket. But then there's also, like, getting around. And, I mean, Bayana has to eat. I don't know. I'm going to probably take up, like, a uh, cracker something so I don't get hungry. That's cheaper, right? No? No? No. Okay. No, um, it's not. But, yeah, all of those, like, pesky things that happen when you are traveling abroad. Think about that and then give some if you have some. Another way you can give some is to buy Wizard Team merch. Um, you can go to our website to step up your nerd and fashion and stationary game up. It's in three different places on our website. If you go to the donate page, it's on there. If you go to the home page, it's on there. There's a little, little like menu, search menu on the side. It's also there. It's also on Redbubble, but like that's the easiest way to get to it because it takes you directly there. So yeah, you know what I mean? Like rep the black wizards of the wizarding world. Like get you a hollow, like a witch's hollows shirt. Get you write somebody write that fanfic, Patronus feel, all these things. I was thinking the other day, like I am a really big fan of the Seraphina Taught Me merch, and I know like I did that one. <laughs> I created it because you know how it's I feel good. about Seraphina. But I'm just a big fan, and I also would say that I wore my Black Wizard shirt to Comic Con, and I got some, I got some nods, some head nods, some you know, and I think that's like a great thing if you are a Potterhead and you want to you know show some nerd like some discretionary nerd you know what i mean rock you a black wizard shirt it's great and take a picture of the merch that you get and send it to us and we will post it and shout you out yes Um, that too that's also important yes because we want to see how how good you look and how good your stationary looks like Like, if you're gonna step up your fashion and stationary game if you're gonna glow up your mugs then we want to see it and then we want to like help you show out Show up and show out. Also, if you want to support us but you don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do and you want to support us in two different ways, you can rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deb, um, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. If you would like to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can do so at blackgirlscreate.org. Wow. And just, you know, get your life. Get your life. She also wanted you to remember the pathology. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at Deb. She wanted you to remember. I almost deleted that. And then I was like, (laughs) let me not be shady. Like, come on. Let me, let me, let me not, let me not censor. But I also don't agree. But I'm an editor. So I left it alone. Good job, because it's not... I feel like you're, you're I an failed. editor, not a writer. I failed. Um, yeah. Okay, and now for Wizard Team News. Listen to Cousin Black, the newest podcast after show um, from Black Girls Create. It's an orphan black after show hosted by Brandon Jordan and Akira Davis. Um, you can use the hashtag Cousin Black. There's one final episode left of this season. Brianna was on the last episode, so you can check her out on um, Cousin Black. They're cousins and they're black. That still works this time, too, because you and Brandon are cousins and you're black. Yep. 
It always There's works. There's only one time it didn't work where it was me and Icky. Oh, and There's then it was one so episode where it doesn't work and because we're sisters. Blocks. But all the other times. All the other it times works. it worked. <laughs> um, also, I have not also, caught up on Orphan Black, oh. but I, I do the editing for Cousin Black. And so this week so I was like, oh, oh, come on. And then I was like, this is my <laughs> own fault for trying to binge mm-hmm. like chunks of Orphan Black when I know I have you. to do this. Huh? I've been trying to tell you. I've literally, I've been trying to tell you since the first episode where you were like, oh, I haven't watched it. I was like, fam, you are producing a <laughs> podcast where we talk about these things. I don't, but I don't want it to and be over. So every time I look at it, like every time it's like true. a new episode, I'm like, I'm away. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. So I just started. Man. Um, this is a little short, uh, another piece of news. I have finished the new Star Treks. I have watched them all. I just have to do the original series now. Discovery? Um, no, that's not out yet. The one that's out right now or the other one? All of the old ones. All of the old new ones. Star Trek Next Generation. Did it. Star Trek Voyager. Done. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Got you. Star Trek X. Oh, God. Enterprise was rough, y'all. It was rough. Like, there was actually a couple of episodes that I quote unquote watched from my bed, like, not even looking at the TV. <laughs> it was just on. <laughs> I got the gist of it. It was like radio plays. It was a rough one. And then this weekend, when I finished um, Enterprise, I celebrated by watching all of Killjoys. All three, well, 2.8 seasons. And I didn't go to bed till 7 a.m. one night. Because I don't love myself. I don't know. No. Or you do, depending on how you look at it. I mean, Killjoys is a great um, show. So... I mean, yeah. I just watched America's... I've been watching America's Next Top Model until I couldn't take it anymore. And then now I'm watching Project Runway. I got to, like... What? At like, season 16. See, because the thing is, is, like... So, you, I got to season 16, which, as I was watching it, I was like, I've seen some of this before. And, like, how do I know who wins? I was trying to figure out, but I had no recollection of seeing the seasons, but I still know, knew who was going to win. And, like, I recognized a lot of the people, so I was confused. <laughs> About my own memory. Pop culture. But then it's I got to see. You don't know how. I, yeah, but also like I for for a good amount of time I was like heavily into America's Next Top Model, mm. and then I got to Cycle Seventeen, which is the All Star one, and then I was like, wow, so this is literally not about modeling anymore. Like even the but like the <laughs> later episodes were still a little like iffy, but at the very least it was like those were the main prizes. All of a sudden, like. They get a single. I'm like, who? None of, they're not here to sing. That's not why I'm here. You know what I mean? It was just stuff where I was like, the prize is you get a mu- you get a single. <laughs> you get a single for winning America's like a, like Next Top Model. But can you on sing? On radio, fam. I was but like, do you what have musical this? talent? I'm so confused. That's that was my question. I was like, I don't come here for that. That's not why I watch this. This That's is a making band. I'm not here to make it friends. It was weird. <laughs> so I'm not I here just, to get a new single. I was like. <laughs> I was like, what is this? So I, so I like watched like the first two episodes of, um, the All-Stars. Um, and really the only reason I say two is because I always like the makeovers. Mm. That's always been my favorite part. The, that make I don't, again, and then, and then towards the end, she starts doing fucked up makeovers with people. She had this one girl in cycle, fit, no, 16 with this weed. too many cycles. And it was, it was horrible. It was like. It was it was awful, um, and then I moved on to cycle eighteen because I was like I can't do all stars. I thought I could, can't do it. 
And then it was like British versus American. And I got like two episodes in that too. I was like, this is a mess. None of this makes any sense. It's not about modeling anymore. Why why is singing an option? You need to bring you need to just get rid of America's next top model and do drag race because you know what drag race is? Drag race is America's next top model and project runway and sassy, just amazingness. Yeah. All smashed together. I might, I might like watch Drag Race. This is actually the first time I'm, I'm watching Project Runway. Actually, okay, like for real. I've seen like random episodes, but it's the first time I'm watching yeah. it. And I like because we're on like season nine um, of Drag Race or something now. It, this has gotten so far away from Harry Potter. Um, this is our television yeah. podcast oh, yeah. now. Um, I don't know no, how but, we got like, here. <laughs> we're on like season nine or something of Drag Race, and I found myself the season finale or opener, season premiere of this last season. Someone was like, "Oh, I can't sew," and I was like, "Bitch, you can't sew." <laughs> you knew you were okay, coming. Okay, but actually, you knew you were coming. There here? was someone in this. There is. I'm, I think I'm on season nine of Project Runway because it's the earliest one on Hulu. And there was someone who came in like, "Oh, I haven't really sewn before," and like she's been fine. But I was like, "Aren't you on a des- This is you're designing clothes. Like you're making clothes, right? The thing is, is that like you there are there is like a designing of clothes and then the making of clothes but you get yes, accepted but this, right this they is say, specifically say, like you know right, that this is what this is it's season it, nine you've been cast <laughs> on project runway you have been cast on rupaul's drag race right and i'm assuming like, they don't tell you that and then like the next day you got to show up you have some time between you've it's been also cast, season nine right like, so when you been eight so, seasons again, of this. again so then when you auditioned you should have been like, well, let me take some sewing classes. Because I know what's what. Right? When you when you found yourself getting further along in the audition process, I should probably take some sewing classes. Let me get ready. They got to go. They got to cut mm-hmm. on principle just for being dumb. Por- Portia said those are the gluers, which this last episode <laughs> I watched, someone literally tried to glue the garment to see now I'm like to the model designer to the model skin and they were like like, you can't and Tim Gunn who is my favorite (laughs) I've always loved him even though I didn't watch Project Runway but he was just like that's you like you can't do that that's against the rules but I'm also like that's not safe right you can't just be putting glue on people's bare skin I'm sorry no and the model's like you can't what am I like she he asked he was like is that okay and she's like yeah but she's kind of looking around like like, is no one gonna stop this is that okay which Damn. is hilarious because the mo- I feel like the models on Project Runway and they're not even they're barely a part of it. They get a better prize than the models on America's Next Top Model. Hell yeah, hell yeah, they do. <sighs> okay, man. Um, okay. Also, since we're talking about TV, really quickly, Game of Thrones blew my entire brain away. <laughs> so who knows how coherent I'll be for this episode? I just there are dragons and fire and like. Holy shit. Right. Holy shit. Okay. Also, let's actually bring it back. Bring it Noma's back to Harry Potter. going to be in New York, you guys. Yeah. What? Noma Dumas-Laney is coming to New York. Coming say, to Broadway. Say, one more time. Um, so seven, seven of the original cast members of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child will be reprising their roles on Broadway, um, inclu- including Noma. Um, it's pretty much all of the trio um and the Malfoy cast except for Sherelle so there's like um Albus and Scorpius the same actors and shout out to our girl Sherelle who follows us on Twitter um and we really want to get on this podcast one day and we should talk to her about why she decided or why she's not coming to New York not to come to New York 
She's probably got yeah. big things popping. She's like, I got better things to do. Probably. She's like, I've already done Hermione. Go um, there, done that. Don't turn around. Keep moving forward. Hermione and Rose. And Rose. Oops. Spoilers. So. I mean. <laughs> Whatever. Ish. <laughs> ish. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Um, mm. Oh, no. I was done. That's you. Okay. Then our final piece of, or no, not our final piece of news, but um, sad news. Uh, Robert Hardy, the actor who played uh, the Minister of Magic, Cornelius Fudge, um, in the first, or in the, in five of the seven movies, passed away last week at age 91. Um, That's a good, long, healthy life, I think. Um, And shout out to um, a great actor who played a terrible character. He wasn't terrible. He was great. Cornelius Fudge was terrible. So, rest in peace, Mr. Hardy. And then, as we said earlier in our, like, announcements and reminders, three weeks until LeakyCon. 22 days to be exact. We are going to be back, back over across the Atlantic Ocean. Across Um, the pond. It's happening. We're going to be doing Potter things with our Potter friends. And we're bringing you guys along with us. We are. I'm very excited about it. Bayana's going to meet Alfred Enoch. I'm also a little nervous, and, but I'm And excited. let's see how that goes. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Actually, I'm not huh. because I have a feeling you'll be totally fine and I'm going to lose my shit. It's going to be like opposite. Probably. As it actually is in I'm real really life. I'm really a poker face. So, yeah. you know. Like, I'm usually like, Inside I like him a lot. Outside, I think I'll he's adorable. Like, Hi. But I'm usually like the calm and cool one when we talk about Afi. And I have a feeling that like when he comes... I'm gonna be like, because <gasps> I was somewhere and Rupert Grant was like in the vicinity, and no, 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 it wasn't. It was you know, it was Daniel Radcliffe. I was at Comic Con like two years ago. <laughs> I was at Comic Con like oh, two years yeah, ago. Oh yeah, remember that? You did show me that picture. Bitch ass security guard. Like I staked out my spot. I was getting pictures with everyone. I was like right as rain. Right, like I was getting everything. Like, I, I I had a whole system going. I was quick. I wasn't disturbing anyone. And then the security guard decided to get all up in her feelings and then had some big-ass dude cock-block me when it was Daniel Radcliffe's turn to come past me in my spot that I'd been staking out for eight hours. Solely because... I mean, I met some really great people, but, like, I was there for Dan. I was there for Dan Rad. I mean, of course. And then I... Yeah, and then and somehow, some way, I ended up, like, running around Petco Park like a crazy person and then chasing his car down the street. She unlocked... She yeah, unlocked, I wouldn't have done that. She unlocked this thing in me. Like, I was fine. And then when she <laughs> said, no, you can't have it, she unlocked something, and I was like, bitch, you better believe I'm gonna get it! And, like, <laughs> all sense of decorum and, like, Lord. just sense, just lost, left me. It's a little sister thing, I think. So younger sibling, like, someone says no, and then I'm like, but yes. (laughs) Wow. Cool. So let's get into it. We have some new Patroni. Um, So shout out to Luke Smith and Hannah Ackermans. Y'all are the best. Hannah, your name is a palindrome. You probably know that already. I'm excited for you. Yeah, probably. You've been living with that name your whole (laughs) life. (laughs) (laughs) But still, thank you um, for your patronage, and we appreciate you. You the best. You real ones. You loyal. 
I'm just gonna keep doing. I'm gonna keep doing like a DJ Khaled um, affirmations anytime we get a new Patronus. I like it. It makes me happy. It makes another me happy one. too. And another one. <laughs> and another one. Just don't ever go see DJ Khaled and live. And another one. Just don't. I mean, I never planned on it because he doesn't actually like. What does he do? He stops songs in the middle to say, no, not DJ what he does. Khaled. No, 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 no. This is a rhetorical. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is a rhetorical question. He literally yells DJ Khaled over tracks that he may or may not have produced. <laughs> like, I right. don't particularly want to see him ever in concert, but I appreciate him as a celebrity... Um, An internet person. ...figure and a character. Yeah. And, you know, I listen to some of his music sometimes. So we have a magical birthday. Um, what? Yeah, this Friday is Jenny Weasley's birthday. What? Got some, got some Leos in the house. I believe, right? Still Leo season, yeah? Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. It's not Virgo yet. But also Virgos get like eight months, so whatever. Um so yeah, shout out to Jenny. Oh Hope you we have one have more too. Introduced new foods into your um you know, into the food pyramid, your food groups. I hope you add more she actually, your diet. That she actually does. Um and, <laughs> Portia said boo. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, his, not even for her Portia birthday. Is, Portia is heckling Jenny on her birthday. That's cold. Wow, cold. Damn. Wow. Also, I mean, we have another magical birthday. Um, yesterday, Tuesday, August 8th, yeah, um, was mm-hmm. my first and maybe only love's birthday. Shout out to JC Chazé, lead singer of NSYNC. <laughs> Wipeout, Mouseketeer, happy birthday, boo. Love you always and forever. We're married. We have mm-hmm. a virtual marriage license. Okay. Don't give me that look. What? If it was Lil Fizz. I don't know his birthday because he's a fuckboy and ah, I'm well, no see, seven. You should have. You should have chose better. He's still fine as hell, though. August like, eighth, nineteen seventy-six. If I oh, rich back in my mind, I might remember all of their birthdays. But listen, yikes! Me and JC been going together since I was like, since I was seven. I mean, or eight. okay. I'm actually now that I think about it. I was also in love with B five in middle school. I do know, um, like my main crush. I do still remember his birthday. Okay, but I wasn't thinking about it and wouldn't shout it out on Wizard Team. But that's you know. We're different. We've already established this has been 102 episodes. <laughs> they all know. It's we're fine. different. We're very similar, but we're also very different. Listen, <laughs> we've been going together for so long. Here's the- also uh, Portia points out. Shout out to Portia that um, it was also Obama's birthday. It Happy was. Birthday oh my god, talk about magical. Obama. Man, my president's birthday. That's what I'm saying. Um, and Ariana done lost her mind talking about he was not the lead singer of NSYNC. He was the lead singer. He has an eight octave range. He wrote the best songs. He dances harder. Just because you guys don't have... Mm, let's not even go there. But, Schizophrenic is still but, an amazing album. It bangs. Shut up. Y'all, just because y'all don't know. But, like, technically, was he the lead singer? Yes, he was. Are you sure? Yes. They had two lead okay. singers. Okay. He was second lead vocalist. This is like a Destiny's Child thing where she says co-lead singer. So and everyone he looks. was second lead vocalist. But no. <laughs> but they were literally, they had two lead vocalists. And he was uh, one. 
But he was the I mean, one. no, he was definitely he one of them better. because the other, he, like, Joey, Chris, and, um, and Lance were definitely not. So, you know. But also, like, until Justin was there, all like, oh, he's the heartthrob or whatever, and they started giving more and more stuff to him. JC saying most of box like he was Michael Jackson. Yeah. JC saying most of the lead. He tried. There's also one I song, mean, this I promise not- you, I think, where they actually gave um, Justin a verse in the video and he didn't have that verse in the um or I can't remember exactly. See? It's I'm losing it. Now I have to go back in my memory base. It's fine. Only reason you see how I just rattled off three members of NSYNC like off the top of my head. I know <coughs> all of that because of you. So shout out You're to welcome. That. <laughs> like literally. You're welcome. But it's fine. Yeah. You're it's lucky fine. that you weren't actually, old enough to there I was mean, a, like there two was weeks a, ago I was I was listening to NSYNC on my way to work one You're day. welcome. And it was there was, was a cool. solid three or four um, year period where anyone in my life got an NSYNC CD for their gift giving holiday, whether they like wanted it or not. And they were welcome. <laughs> my cousin, I mean, I wish we could get her on the podcast. Uh, no Strings Attached came out on her birthday. I still remember this June 24th. And mm. um, or was it Celebrity? Celebrity came out on her birthday, June 24th. And uh, she got an NSYNC CD, and she was like, but... And I was like, you're welcome. And then my brother, his, he got NSYNC CD, CDs. And then when he went to college, he was like, my NSYNC CDs keep disappearing. Like, all of his frat buddies would make fun of him for having an NSYNC CDs, yet they would keep disappearing. He was like, these boys, they think I don't know. They coming in here, they taking my CD. He was welcome. Okay, um, so I just want to give one more shout out to Obama because we were trying to, I was trying to move it along. Right. Um, Sorry. Also, just one more time, the motherfucking dragons in that motherfucking television show. <laughs> oh my God. We got to move on to number 12, Grandma Place. But woo, fire and blood. That's all I got to say. All right. Previously on Wizard Team, Harry finally got taken away from uh, the Dursleys. Right. Finally, they came and picked Finally. him up. Um, he still doesn't have much information, but at least he's out of there. And he knows he's going somewhere where there are magical people. Um, Thank God. Also, can we shout out what... Sorry, Remus you guys can't there. see this because it's a podcast. But my friend, my best friend, got me um, Harry Potter book clips. And so, like, a little Hermione there. I might switch it out for Ron. My Harry Potter one's in my, in my book. Or not my book. My planner. It's cute. Nice. Okay, continue. Remus is there, um, and he's awesome. And we meet Tonks. Tonks. We meet Tonks um, and the real Mad Eye Moody. Right. So, Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> right. Um, so these are Do all the get, things. Uh, the oh, yeah, you know did, and then and then we the meet Dursleys, a bunch of people who are now dead, which is also Remus well. Tonks the and Moody. Did yeah the the Dursleys um, did not win the. All England best kept suburban long competition, so you know they're gonna be a little salty about that. Um, but they're gonna come home to a hairyless house, so I'm sure they'll find a way to get over it, right? Uh, and then they, uh, Harry and his guard, um, get to London, and Harry is handed a piece of paper that says that the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix can be found at number 12 Grimaud Place, London. So yeah, and that's where we leave off. And that's where we are. Let's, um, let's in get the into front four. of my apartment. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What's the order that you of never, the? Never ever visit. Never. 
You won't get let in. I mean, come if you want to, but no, I'm not letting you in. What's the <laughs> order of the Harry began? Not here, boy, Snod Moody. Wait till we're inside. But, like, aren't they alone in the dark? Like, Moody. I mean, theoretically, but also, but Moody thinks that there are definitely surrounding them right now. That's what I'm saying. He also was talking about double backing in case they were followed. So, right. Moody is clearly on edge. Um, but also, also don't ask, Moody like, it was on a piece of paper and you're supposed to read it to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. but also, like, on Harry's end, like, he was given a piece of paper. He wasn't told it verbally. He was given a piece of paper to read it to himself. You know, it's clearly, clearly yeah. they're under the cover of darkness. Like, Moody used the deluminator to take all the lights out. Like, it's stuff going on right now. And he is, I mean, he's also 15. And and where's my one, Tom? A lot of Harry. Tap. He's, yeah, I was going to say. He, he's gotten rid of a lot of that, but not all of it. Um, mm-hmm. so it's some of it still exists in him so Harry um, or no Moody pulls the parchment out of Harry's hand and sets fire to it with his wand tip as the message curled into flames and floated around Harry looked at the houses again they are standing outside number 11 he looked to the left and saw number 10 to the right however he saw number 13 Also, I didn't think that they um Put the number 13 on houses. Maybe they do now. Or maybe they do in Britain and they don't do it here. Like, you know, like there's never like a floor 13. Nope. Never known that. Oh, really? In a lot of buildings, they don't have a 13th floor. They just say 14th. Which is so stupid to me because I'm like, it's still the the 13th floor. 13th floor, yeah. I was going to (laughs) say, I mean, I guess I live in a place now, but like. How many places have I lived that had a 13th floor? Like, But office places. buildings, too. But I guess, well, all of mine never even got that high. I was going to say, not a lot of sky. <laughs> there aren't any skyscrapers in Oakland. Um, there yeah, are some out here, but, true. like, I don't work downtown. Um, but, yeah, no, I hadn't heard that. That's interesting. That's weird. I'm right. in the 13th. Um, my In my apartment, I'm in, I'm number 13. I'm you are? I'm you what... Yeah. I think it's all I you know that. about my address. <laughs> I know your whole address. But yeah. I know you do. It is. You just don't want to put it out on me. the streets. <laughs> wow. You can find me at the Shire. Um, that's where you can find me. <laughs> at the Shire. Um, I like that the, I've, yeah. I've named like most of the places um, that I frequent and like my house in San Diego, where wherever my mother is, is the borough. But then um, your house, um, your mother, where your mother is, is Ravenclaw Tower. It's like our common room, the Ravenclaw common room. Um, that makes sense. Even though that Slytherin Aminata lives there. Um, <laughs> so. You can't sort her. She's only Maybe five. it's a great, so great No, I sorted her yesterday. It was a wrap. Yesterday, it was a, she's a Slytherin. You sorted her where? Like, on Pottermore? Yes. No, like, in my heart. It, she oh, solidified no. Slytherin. It doesn't count. Hey, but when we do that episode <laughs> where she, um, after she's read the first book, we should sort her. We should sort her, but she's she'll a Slytherin. Be, she'll still be really young, she'll only be like, she'll be like seven, but still. It'll be fun. She might not, well, she'll be seven. She might stay still long enough. I've, I, like, can't imagine her ever staying still, but, you know. No, which you is why she's a girl. You get older, you grow out of things. 
So we went to the we went to the lake, and she kept telling me I lived in the lake, and I was like, I live near the lake, and she's like, you live she's in the little, lake. She's a little fearless though. She could be a Gryffindor. She's furiously Slytherin. <laughs> okay, we'll see. I, I um, have anyway. I mean, not to trauma right now. Um, it'll okay, go away. but where's think about where you've just memorized to loop in quietly. Um, and Harry thought, and no sooner had he reached the part about number 12 Grimaud Place than a battered door emerged out of nowhere between numbers 11 and 13, followed swiftly by dirty walls and grimy windows, because magic is awesome. Can we not talk about this and how much I need this magic? Right? Like, this is probably, I am not joking, probably the most useful spell we've seen. Like, actually, though, and, you know, the Blacks have a lot of faults, but this is not one of them. No. This was smart as fuck. And Portia brings up a good point about thinking about rural um, and or class and, the, and urbanicity of wizarding families, which I'm thinking, like, the Blacks could live in a central London uh, property and keep it for generations. Um, the Malfoys have a whole manor. And then you see other families, like, the Weasleys, obviously, and then even, like, Cedric Diggory's family and, they, and the Lovegoods, and they live kind of off in more suburban areas. Well, it's more like um, a village-ish. Yeah. Um, oh, she already caught... She beat me to it. See, Portia knows everything. Weasleys, Lovegoods, and Diggory's are in St. Catchpole. Um, the Gaunts were suspicious, lived suspiciously close to Muggles. <laughs> um, but that might have also been because they were... Poor. So it's probably like, or I don't know. I don't know what the gomp thing was. That probably used to be, there. they used to live in the big house and then they had to sell it because they lost all their money. I don't know. But I do think it's interesting um, that the blacks just do live in central London um, and that... Um, and then Malfoy's live in, like, a manor, who knows where. Probably mm-hmm. close to, but outside of central London. And the ministry is located in London, and in, like, kind of central London as well. So there has to be a contingent of, I'm thinking, especially younger um, and single wizards who live in the middle of a city. And so this hiding of a whole house like, could you do that? Could I do that with my apartment? Make it unplottable? But do you have to own Probably. it? I feel like you would have to own it, right? You can't just rent yeah. an apartment and then it goes away. <laughs> and the landlords are like, <laughs> I mean, but you maybe know, you could. Oblivious. Oh my God. You could, li- if you were a wizard, you could literally live rent free in the middle of London. Yeah. I would move to a penthouse in the middle of New York and make everyone forget it ever existed. That reminds yeah. me of the lodger. From Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. When Craig's neighbor Except was like, better, there's upstairs, but there was no upstairs. There. You literally want them all to go away. And then never turn up at your doorstep. Only problem would be, like, Amazon and food delivery. But, you know. There's a wizard you can get Amazon. To, you know like, there is. The room. Yeah, but also, I was like, you can get it delivered to, like, the spot right next door. The, those, but then like, they have your phone number, right? Mm-hmm. So then they, like, call you, and you're like, oh, let me slide through real quick. I'll be right down. Um, before you open the door. Exactly. There are ways. I also think about, like, how do, so then do owls not come to 
Grandma Place because I feel like we see owls coming. Well, because owls are magical and can see stuff that we can't. That's why I'm saying like you could get Wizarding Amazon because you get owls. That's true. You. But I was just thinking if you're like buyer, if you're on your own. But yeah, you could get like Wizarding. But I still don't understand Amazon. how that works because there's, like, there's, there's certain owls because you don't like. Why wouldn't Voldemort just like send an owl to Harry with the locator charm? Because plot. <laughs> Well, yeah, but also he knows where Harry is. He just can't get to him. So maybe not Harry, but like the ministry or something. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just Harry thinking you don't like, want someone to find you. Because the number 12 Grimmauld Place is hiding itself from muggles, not from other wizards, I guess. Well, from both at this point. Yeah, at this Initially point. Initially it wasn't. Um, at this point, they added more protection like this right here, like Harry having to read that paper. It's because um, Dumbledore is a secret keeper, so he has to tell someone where it is before mm-hmm. they can get there. So, like, the, the whole thing where it disappears, that was the Blacks. That was, like, Sirius's family who did that. Yeah. But um, the fact that, like, he can't find it unless he's told where it is, is Dumbledore. So some of the stuff but, is a little I think, bit newer. I feel like, and this is something that we would have to know beforehand, but I feel like he has to know... That the Order of the Phoenix is at number 12, but, like, Bellatrix knows about number 12. It doesn't just, like, leave her memory. She just doesn't know that's where the Order of the Phoenix is headquartered. So when you are, True. like, and operating... she probably can't get in... But she also probably can't get in there right. anyway. Because there is, there's more than just, like... Yeah, I don't think the, she could um, get in, but I think... I don't think that you, like... I don't think the knowledge that of number 12 is needs to be given through the secret keeper yeah it's that's, the knowledge yeah that's i don't think order that's the phoenix headquarters uh, that's the order of phoenix is there and like yeah. um i mean i think that maybe because bellatrix and like narcissa would know where it is um i mean there's really no reason for them to find to look for it though right um, there's no reason for which them i guess to go is there. why it, which is why it's safe because there's really no reason for them to go there like they didn't grow up there they both, or at least Narcissa, lives in a manor at this point. So, like, Bellatrix... Bellatrix is still in Azkaban yeah. right now. But, like, when she does get out, like, she has a place to stay. She doesn't have to go look at, like, where her aunt and uncle used to live. That's, like, not necessary for her. She probably got somewhere else she could live, too. She has a um, husband. So, it, she also... That, <laughs> she has a whole-ass husband. You right. She has a whole-ass <laughs> husband. Man, he got family. that is super true. Um... <laughs> But yeah, but I feel like it, there's like no reason for her. Like she knows where it is, but for all she knows, it's um, abandoned. Like you know what I mean. Like there's no reason for her to be there. Yeah, to, like, I think at the most, um, the worry that they have about Narcissa and Bellatrix would be around like whether or not they wanted to seize the property for like wealth purposes. Not that they would ever come there, but like you know, like they own it and they own creature or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but also they they're don't in the middle because of a, Sirius is still alive, right? So they That's don't. What I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like they, so, yeah. And they don't necessarily. Right. They don't the know only the threat that they would have is the if Phoenix, like, they like, would try to take it from Sirius because Sirius is alive, but a notorious mass murderer and on the lam or whatever. But they're in the right. middle of a war, and so if you're like talking to your like real estate lawyer or you're like estate lawyer I right mean, now and bellatrix is also a notorious mass murderer and right. is like in azkaban right now so it's like they don't really have a good case right like generally and it's not it's just not like the, the time very, maybe once Voldemort, yeah. if voldemort won and like they settled into right. life under voldemort's rule then they would go ahead and do that but like yeah. they, it's not like you know what i 
Voldemort's back. But I think now is the time that we should go after all the serious stuff. <laughs> it's, just, it's not the proper moment. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's also interesting, the magic here. Um, and when do we find out? We find out. No, we don't find out this chapter, but we find out soon that Dumbledore is a secret keeper. But mm-hmm. this is the first time that we kind of see secret keeper magic. Um, in action. We hear about it during Prisoner of Azkaban, and this is another mm-hmm. reason why Prisoner of Azkaban, I think I've now kind of... I don't know, because we're only on Chapter 4. Um, <laughs> it's still, as of it's this moment, Prisoner of Azkaban is still my important. favorite book. That's um, fine. You can be wrong. But the the kind of parallels I'm gonna... we're gonna see throughout this book of like things that were brought up then coming back now and getting a fuller understanding of them... This mm-hmm. is, like, the first, one of the first ones about, like, this is Dumbledore doing what Peter couldn't or wouldn't do, and this is how, like, a good secret keeper works, and also, like, the importance of the secret keeper, you know, because... Right, because then we see in Deathly Hollows um, how that can, like, be a problem. Right. Um, but, like, why that magic is so important is, mm-hmm. is, um, because, I mean, I don't know, do they say, I don't know, is Remus living at number 12? At least, like, all the Weasley kids yeah. and stuff. Like, the, uh, there's no, a No, Remus large... and Sirius live there. Yeah. I think the Weasleys are just visiting because it's, like, closer to the ministry, closer to, um... Uh, I, no, it King's sounds Cross. like they moved. They um, moved themselves in. They've been there for like the whole no, month. No, but they've been there for the whole month. But what I'm saying is like a part of the reason is because it's close to all these places where they are. Like it's not oh. permanent. Whereas like Remus is living there with Sirius. Yeah, like that's his home. Um, and like everyone else kind of comes and goes, and the Weezers are there just because it's summertime and it's nearby um, all the other places they have to be. And they want to also kind of be off the grid because Voldemort's back. And they're known blood traitors things, you know. Yes and no, because it's not like they, like for, um, I mean, we'll get there. We should also probably move mm-hmm. on because we're still on the first page of this chapter. Um, <laughs> like when we get to Christmas, like they were planning on going to the borough. Right. So I think it's more about them like, like kind of. Because um, they're setting everything like up and getting Setting up. Yeah, I think it's more about going. them, like, setting it up and getting everything together. And then after that, they can go back to their, more or less go back to their, like, regular routine. Yeah. Also, um, can someone write the fanfic okay. of Sirius and Remus living together in number 12? Like, a, just a normal, oh like, a normal day. Like And then, like, normal day, and then Remus one day, is, like, Harry's head dinner. pops in the fire. And he's what? like... <laughs> because then there's also certain episodes, or chapters, or moments in here where, like, Harry comes, like, goes to talk to Sirius. There's a moment where Harry goes to talk to Sirius I think after Snape's worst memory mm-hmm. and it's Remus who's there and then he goes to get Sirius but I'm just like just I just love him so much Sirius I, you have a visitor nothing but happy things you have me. a call <laughs> Remus it's like the odd couple it's like the yeah the odd couple it's like um, Remus is like Sirius if you don't pick your socks up off the floor I'll just leave it creature I'll get it <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> Cleanliness. Orderliness. Oh, my God. Oh. Good thing I'm on a couch. Just... <laughs> it's very, com- very comfortable. Very comfortable. Um, okay. So, the door, I mean, the um, 
number 12 reveals itself. Um, come on, Harry, ground Moody, prodding Harry in the back. Um, so they go up into the building. Um, Lupin pulls out his wand and taps the door. Um, get in quick, Harry, but don't go far inside and don't touch anything. Um, so Harry goes inside. Um, and then but also, Moody... um, sorry, I think it's important to say that Harry heard um, many loud metallic clicks and what sounded like the clatter of chains. Like, there are a lot of locks on this mm-hmm. door. Yeah, that's true. That no somehow one, Lupin can unlock with the like... cap of his wand. There's a spell there yeah. that we don't hear. Because that ain't no Alohomora It's not just Alohomora. It could be, but if it is, then that's, like, one of those, like, hide-in-plain-sight type things where you're like, it can't be that simple. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then Moody um, dis-disillusions? What's Mm -hmm. the opposite? He illusions Harry. He removes the disillusionment That's not what that's called. Anyway, he, he yeah, he he (laughs) lifts the disillusionment charm, basically. I was trying to be all poetic but oh, that and, is not and Moody case, used so the clapper to put the lights back on and on place. that as well he did do that um now stay still everyone while I give us a bit of light in here Moody whispers um everyone else was talking in hushed voices and it was giving Harry an odd feeling of foreboding it was as though they had just entered the house of a dying person um so Moody turns the lights on um and Harry can see peeling wallpaper a threadbare carpet um in a long, gloomy hallway where a cobwebby chandelier glimmered overhead and age-blackened portraits hung crooked on the walls. Um, Harry heard something scuttling behind the baseboard, both the chandelier and the candelabra. I didn't pronounce candelabra. that correctly, On a rickety table. Candelabra. I can never remember which is, like, the stress, and it irritates me every time. Anyway, I always just think matter. of Beauty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> um, well, you know, I had wasn't allowed to watch that so on a rickety (laughs) table nearby were shaped like serpents um there were hurried footsteps and mrs weasley appears um she was looking thinner and paler than she had the last time he had seen her oh harry it's lovely to see you she says giving him a rib cracking hug you're looking a bit peaky you'll need filling up but you'll have to wait before um you'll have to wait a bit for dinner i'm afraid um he turned. She turned to the other which wizards. Wow, cannot talk. Turned to the other wizards behind him and said, "He's just arrived. The meeting started." Um, the wizards behind Harry all made noises of interest and began filing past Harry toward the door um, that Mrs. Weasley had just come from. Um, Harry starts to follow Lupin, but Mrs. Weasley holds him back. No, Harry. The meeting is for members of the Order. Ron and Hermione are upstairs. You can wait with them until the meeting's over and then we'll have dinner and keep your voice down in the hall she added um so there's one thing is no one still no one's explained what the order of the phoenix is to him um they just come in like moody's like we'll explain when we're inside then everyone just leaves and then she's like oh it's for the order and like what what does that mean he just got here right Um, and literally no one is and he's still shook because of the like no one's really explained much. Like, Lupin gave him a quick explanation before they left the Dursleys of what, where they were going, or that they came to get him, and what's kind of been going on. Um, but then they just had to go. It was like, grab your stuff, let's be out. And, like, mm-hmm. then they got here, and he finally thinks, you know, like, okay, we're here. And then, nope, there's a meeting happening. We'll, we'll get to you when we get to you. And this, like, feeling of right. being 
tossed aside, I guess, is, like, really getting to Harry in a very, like, it's making him very angry, but it's also, um, it's making him feel, and I don't, I don't know if this is because of who Harry is as a person or because of the trauma. It's probably a combination of both, but it's making him feel like they don't have faith in him or they don't believe that he can handle like this information when what's really Mm -hmm. like happening is just like there's a lot going on and no one's stopping to take the time to like think about the person who's in the middle of it right right like it's not intentional but it's also but it's also not helping Right. It's just like when you were a kid and your parents would talk above you and you knew that they were talking above Uh you. And about you or about something that had to do with you. And you're just like, fam, can you just, I'm right here. I'm right here. Just explain. Explain it. Yeah. Come on. Um, I'm old enough to know that you're talking about me. (laughs) Exactly. I'm old enough to know Um, what you're talking about. And then, so Harry asks why he has to keep his his voice down in the hall. Um, and Molly says, I don't want to wake anything up. Bum, bum, bum. Um, listen. So. This is, this is, <laughs> listen. I still really do believe in, like, a South Asian Harry. I don't know. But this is when you know that Harry Potter is not black. Specifically not a black American. Because <laughs> I don't want to wake anything up. Said, anything. I don't want to wake anything up. I don't want to wake anything yeah. up. Not anyone. Anything. And Harry didn't go, well, you know what? I'm real glad that y'all came and got me and you didn't forget about me, but I'm going to go back to the dirt place where there is no I'm going to go to the leaky cauldron. I'm close to <laughs> right. the leaky cauldron-ish. I'm closer to there. Right. You Thank you. Stay there for, I'm gonna go for the rest of the I'm going to go rent a room from Tom. You know? I got the galleons. I got it. I appreciate the hospitality, but I'll check y'all later. Yeah. You want me to stay at a place where you don't want anything to wake up? <laughs> I'm good. Let me get on that Airbnb so no life. Dog. Let, me, yeah. let me go. Let me get, let, get pull out that Hotel Tonight app. We can, we'll talk about this in the morning. Um, <laughs> like, nah, fam. Um, so Molly leads Harry upstairs. Ooh, sorry. Um, Molly leads Harry upstairs. She leads him on tiptoes past a pair of long moth-eaten curtains, um, a large umbrella stand that looked as though it had been made from a severed troll's leg, um, and they go up the staircase passing a row of shrunken heads mounted on plaques on the wall, um, which Harry realizes are house elves. Um, and Who Harry is the interior is like designer? Super- yeah. See, and that's one of my things, right? So, like, one, Harry's like, what on earth were they doing in a house that looked like as though that looked as though it had belonged to the darkest of wizards? But then I'm also like, what? Of course, Sirius rebelled. Who the fuck wants to live in a house like this? Like, grow up in right. a house like this? Like, what the fuck I did his parents expect? Like, because how, because you're evil, your sense of interior design just goes out the window. Like, I just don't. I mean, like, being evil changes aesthetics. Like, <laughs> just apparently. I don't want no troll foot as an umbrella stand. It reminds like, me of those houses that they see with like from like hunters, you know, and they got all those like taxidermy like animals and like mm-hmm. heads on the wall and stuff. I'm like, who wants 
Wants to live in a place like that. Dead right. animals staring at you. They need, they need wizarding HGTV because right. You go to the bathroom in the middle is, of the night. You got three house elves. Just sup, homie. <laughs> like, no. no, no. Not about this life. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Um. So, Mrs. Weasley, why? Ron and Hermione will explain everything, dear. I've really got to dash, said Mrs. Weasley. There, you're, you're the door on the right. I'll call you when it's over. Um, so then she hurries back downstairs. Harry goes to the bedroom door and opens it. Um, he caught a brief glimpse of a gloomy, high-ceilinged, twin-bedded room. Then there was a loud twittering noise, followed by an even louder shriek, and his vision was completely obscured by a large quantity of very bushy hair. Hermione had thrown herself onto him in a hug that had nearly knocked him flat, and Ron's owl, Pigwidgeon, zoomed excitedly around their heads. Harry! Ron, he's here! Harry's here! We didn't hear you arrive! Oh, how are you? Are you alright? Have you been furious with us? I bet you have. I know our letters were useless, but we, could, wouldn't, but we couldn't tell you anything. Dumbledore made us swear we wouldn't. Oh, we've got so much to tell you, and you've got to tell us. The Dementors, when we heard, and that ministry hearing, it's just outrageous. I've looked it all up. They can't expel you. They just can't. There's a provision in the decree for the restriction of underage sorcery for the use of magical, uh, magic in life-threatening situations. Let him breathe, Hermione, said Ron. Uh, Hermione came in like, Harry, how you doing? What you doing? What you going? Harry, what? She just got whiplash all over him. She, but like she was, she was probably of the two of them was the most like frustrated with not being able to t- tell him anything. That's the minute he walks in, she's like, "I'm just spewing it all out on onto your face, basically." Right. Everything Dumbledore wouldn't like, let me put in a letter. Just a little bit. It's up on the, like top it's of coming the surface, out now. tip of the tongue for her. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, Hermione was still beaming, let go of Harry. No, 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 we got it. Um, and then Harry Ron blew up. Ron had a glow up. He uh, sprouted true. several more inches, doing their month <sighs> apart, making him taller and more gangly looking than ever. Um, though the long nose, bright red hair, and freckles were the same. But in the movie, he didn't. Feel that, yeah. The movie he definitely glowed up because my <laughs> this is not a um, because really, this just is like he's still long and lanky, and he still has he's a stick with a head, like he looks the same. He's just, yeah, basically, <laughs> he didn't get no type of nothing, but it's fine. <laughs> he just he grew up, not glue up or glue, glowed, glow, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. I was trying to make it rhyme, it didn't work. It's fine, we'll move on. Um. <laughs> So, Harry sees Hedwig. Um, she's been in the right state, said Ron. Pecked us half to death when she brought us your last letters. Look at this. He showed Harry the index finger of his right hand, which sported a half-healed but clearly deep cut. Oh, yeah, Harry said. Sorry about that, but I wanted answers, you know. We wanted to give also, them to you, mate, said like, Ron. Hermione was going... Take a moment, because Harry yelled at Hedwig and was like, you pecked them until they write me a long enough response. That's true. And was rude AF to her. And she still did what he asked. Because she knew he was on edge, to be honest. She was like, I know you're just going through a lot right now, so I'm going to let you, I'm going to let this one slide. I'm going to let you cook. I know that wasn't at me. That, was, that mm-hmm. wasn't meant for me. That was meant for Ron and Hermione. So I'm going to give it to and them. Hermione, which is why you told me to peck them. Right. So that's why. So that's, I got you, fam. I got you. 
He was like, she's like, okay. Oh, I got Harry don't deserve headway. She had a better EQ than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he really doesn't. Um, so uh, we wanted to give them to you, mate, said Ron. Hermione was going spare. She kept saying you'd do something stupid if you were stuck all on your own without news, but Dumbledore made us. Swear not to tell me, said Harry. Yeah, Hermione's already said. The warm glow that flared inside him at the sight of his two best friends was extinguished as something icy flooded the pit of his stomach. All of a sudden, after yearning to see them for a solid month, he felt he would rather Ron and Hermione left him alone. Um, which is really real, right? It's like, again, like going back to like his symptoms or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're like, he may be entitled to compensation and all that <laughs> like, silly stuff. But also... Um, like, that's kind of what happens. Like, uh, like I don't know. I know I have moments sometimes where I'm like, I just want to be around people. And the minute I'm around people, I'm like, mm, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. What was I thinking? Um, and this is a little bit deeper than that because he's also, like, feeling a lot of anger and, like, hurt and sadness. Um, and it's one of those things that probably would have been nice to have friends around if they weren't the source of that anger as well. Yeah. Um, um, that sentence yeah. reminds me so much of your brother in particular. Because I used to have, I mean, I still have this thing where, like, I will miss Obafi, like, fiercely. Like, I'll feel it in my bones. Like, even now, like, (laughs) when the last time I saw him, I, like, I miss him so much, right? And then, like, the minute he's there, I'm like, all right, I got my fill. I'm done. I'm done with you. (laughs) I'm just, all right. (laughs) I'm good for another year or at least a couple months, right? But, like, the last time I saw him, I was like, oh, we're in a fight. Like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, because you've been in Oakland. And I just have not seen you. Like, no one has seen you. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I may have mentioned this on this podcast. I know I've mentioned it in other places. But when I was home two weeks ago, um, that was the first time I'd seen my brother since we were both back in the Bay during the holidays. We literally lived two hours away from each other. (laughs) And the you I both saw had to fly to California. The time before that, <laughs> it was in December. We both had to fly to California to see each other, and we lived two hours away. And you know how many times you told me he was coming to see me? Like five. <laughs> so I get it. I'm a little salty as well, just a little bit. <laughs> but it's fine. But yeah, so this was that. I'm just people grow up. They forgot where they came from. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> But yeah, that that sentence totally reminded me when I was reading it. I was like, if this ain't some obasi ass <laughs> feeling, <for that." laughs> it's like I understand what you what I, you mean, but I, also like, fam. <laughs> I literally was like, oh my god, because your mom was like, oh, he's gonna come with us to San Diego, and I was like, yes, oh my god, road trip with obasi. I got in the car and I was like, mm-hmm. I can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about yourself. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Oh. Okay. Um He seemed to think it was best, said Hermione rather breathlessly. Dumbledore, I mean. Right, said Harry. I think he thought you were safest with the muggles, said Ron. Yeah, said Harry. Have either of you been attacked by Dementors this summer? Which is like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Um, but mm-hmm. also, they're not being told why they can't tell Harry. They just have to kind of speculate from Dumbledore's. Um, and it's funny like, because they're, um, and I, I guess, well, 
<laughs> we'll get here. But it's funny because they're they are just as much in the dark as Harry, except he's in the dark and he's isolated. So his brain is allowed. And this is like Hermione says, like I told I told him like your brain you would start to think the worst, you'd go stir crazy. And she was completely right, right? It's like mm-hmm. he thinks that and this is also just I think true of like the human condition of you know like FOMO and whatever is like you think that people are having so much more much more fun without you or they know Mm -hmm. so much more than you do like he thought like as far as Harry knows right now Ron and Hermione should be downstairs in the meeting of the Order of the Phoenix you know what I mean like they're in the middle of it all and they are in the middle of the place but they are also being kept in the dark just as much as Harry is Right. So. Um, mm-hmm. um, which gives me some questions, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, so, well, no, but that's why he had people from the Order of the Felix, Phoenix tailing you all the time. Um, Harry felt a great jolt in his guts as though he had just missed a step going downstairs. So everyone had known he was being followed except him. Didn't work that well, though, did he? Sa- though did it, said Harry. Um, had to look after myself after all, didn't I? He was so angry, said Hermione. Dumbledore, we saw him. When he found out Mundungus had left before his shift had ended, he was scary. Which I kind of still, like, want to see that. I know, like, right? I want to see him I'm angry. Scary, yeah, angry, yelling like, at dumb. But also, it, it's... Just, this is a thing about Hermione's character that I do not like. And I also think it just doesn't ring true to who she is. But she mm-hmm. all like, especially in this book, um... She said she is sounding like almost afraid of Harry. Like I understand that she doesn't want to like set him off, right? And she knows that he's kind of on edge. But like just so it, I don't know if it's just like the word choices. Uh, there's something about it that just like bothers me. Maybe because yeah, it's it's always brought up when I, Hermione's like these adjectives are always there when Hermione's speaking, but not always when Ron is or something. I don't mm-hmm. I don't I haven't figured mm-hmm. it out enough to articulate and like i didn't i didn't read it i didn't totally read it that way like i did like but i get where you're getting that from um because like there she's the only one and this is like generally also like she's the only one who's on the verge of tears not at this Mm -hmm. point but in a little bit um but i also kind of took it as her like not tiptoeing around harry but also like trying to like be empathetic and I do want, I do get what you're saying. Like it doesn't total. Like it comes off a little bit more like she's afraid of him versus that she's trying to like understand him and kind of be there for him. Right. Um, I do think like you're saying like some of the adjectives definitely give off more of like a fear or a like you, like she's not more timidness. I guess. Yeah. Like it's it's like the tim- it's the timidness and. It, it reads as though she's afraid of Harry and not afraid for Harry, you know? And I think, mm-hmm. and also in terms of, like, there is this kind of fine line, as we were talking about earlier, I was watching The Killjoys, and there's a character that has PTSD there, too, and, all, and, and one moment he flips and hurts his partner, um, and then she has to walk around... And she's not, like, she holds her own. You know, they're both bounty hunters, and they're badass, and she's actually more badass than he is. Um, But she doesn't trust him 
right? Like, with her safety. Like, she doesn't... She has her guard up around him, but it's not that she is afraid of him, right? And she... And I think this is what Mm -hmm. J.K. Rowling is trying to do, but I just... And I know it's what she's trying to do. I just think she could have done it better, I guess. But, like, Hermione is... Um, doesn't she understands Harry's emotions but she doesn't trust them or she doesn't trust that what she says won't set him off and she's trying not to like set him off and she's trying to explain the situation in a way that will keep him calm and and so that he will hear it right because like in this conversation Harry's only picking up the things that reinforce his anger um, mm-hmm. you know, like Dumbledore was worried about you. Doesn't um, he doesn't hear that part? He doesn't hear that like Dumbledore cares for him. He hears Dumbledore didn't trust you, so he had you followed. You know, right? And didn't tell you, or that. didn't want you to know any information. Didn't want you to know anything. Mm-hmm. That's the only part of that sentence yeah. that he hears. Right. Um, if someone really can articulate that better and if they feel it, <laughs> like, let us know, please. Sorry. Okay, so I wanted to point out that um, in the chat, Portia says um, that Hedwig's death is the only thing the movies got better than the books. And we're not there yet. But I also just want to say that I completely agree because I don't, I dislike how Hedwig died in the books. Like, she's, she wouldn't be. She's not going out caged up. Like. It's true. And why wouldn't you let an owl fly? Why would you keep her in a cage when you're... I don't know. Symbolism and shit. Oh. But I agree. Ain't ain't never seen a ceiling. Symbolism. Hedwig ain't never seen a floor in her whole life. In my whole life... (laughs) oh god okay so um uh okay well i'm glad he left harry said if he hadn't i wouldn't have done magic and dumbledore would have probably left me at privet drive all summer which is true like Mm -hmm. if dumbledore had his way he probably would but also Uh, that it's true but that makes me so mad because harry doesn't stay it's been three years since harry had to stay at privet drive all summer and so, in a weird way, I'm also glad yeah. that <laughs> the Dementor came. So Dumbledore wouldn't leave him stuck there all summer. Because, like... No, I'm total Same. Because <laughs> I'm like, who would want that? Who would want... He didn't want that like, when there was shit. no our immediate danger. I guess there's always been danger. But, you know what I mean? Like, the only thing that got him through summer's was like I only have to be and especially now that it's going into this is now the fourth summer right after mm-hmm. yeah um knowing about Hogwarts is now that it's become kind of like expected is like I gotta go to the Dursleys for a bit and then I can go to the Weasleys and then I can go back to Hogwarts mm-hmm. like it's very important the only, to hear. like yeah cause yeah especially after the last last one yeah um Aren't you worried about the Ministry of Magic hearing? Said Hermione quietly. No, Harry lied defiantly. Um, He starts walking around. He passes a picture frame and thinks he could hear someone lurking out of of sight and sniggering. And it's Phineas. The jealous. Um, We will meet him later. 
Yeah. Um, so why has Dumbledore been so keen to keep me in the dark? Harry asked, trying to keep his voice casual. Didn't you uh, bother, to, bother to ask him at all? Um, he glanced up just in time to see them exchanging a look that told him he was behaving just as they feared he would. It did nothing to improve his temper. We told Dumbledore we wanted to tell you what was going on, said Ron. We did, mate. But he's really busy now. We've only seen him twice since we came here. And he didn't have much time. He just made us swear not to tell you important stuff when we wrote. He said the owls might be intercepted. Um, so I have a couple of things. Um, one, like, then just don't tell him anything at all. Like, don't hint at it. It's one of the worst things, you know? Like, people do it generally, um, as, like, a, it's a thing that happens when you talk out loud. But when you're writing something, you, like, editing is a thing. (laughs) Um, where people, like, you you know where you, like, start to say something and then you're like, actually, never mind, I'm gonna keep that to myself. Um, it's always, like, then a problem because it's like, well, now I have to know because you started to say it. (laughs) So, like, what was it? But if you're writing it and you're like, oh, well, I can't tell you what we're doing, but we're together and we're here and, like, we got a lot to do. Like, that's, like, what's the point? Right. You're literally wasting paper and you're just, like, making him more frustrated because you're not actually doing it. You might as well just not write to him. You're confirming that you're keeping things from him and not telling. Right. right. But the other thing, and this is a, I was going to say this is a little sibling thing, but this might just be a Robin Jordan thing. But the uh, the <laughs> um, part where he glanced at them in time to see them exchanging a look, that t- telling him he was behaving just as they feared he would is such a, like, and that, like, made him matter is such a me thing. It's like when people say calm down, <laughs> all it does is, like, make me even, like, more infuriated. And it's like, like that, calm. Uh, it's you like don't that, tell me how to feel. <laughs> you it's like that. I mean? <laughs> like... I was gonna say it's like the it's like the um, the Quinta um, video. What I don't know that he's like you got me fucked up. You've never seen I it. I don't know. Wait, say it again. They're in, like Quinta Brunson. Yeah, and it's this video where like she's in a she's in a restaurant with like a dude and he tells her to calm down and then she like goes into this whole thing. Oh, I haven't seen You've that. Never one. seen it. It's I'm gonna a, have to see it. It's a gif all the time. It's okay. I might have seen the gif, but. I'm That's why you're like you the Quinta video, and I'm like, which one? But yeah, um, that's true. It's yeah. Anyway, I'll, that's I'll, basically what this is. Um, but yeah, I think it's really funny too because, or uh, funny. I need a bigger vocabulary, but I think that it's really interesting <laughs> that like Harry starts to Harry starts to like calm down a little bit. And he, he's now he's in the like information gathering mode, right? But he's holding on to that, like, but I'm still mad. Like, this mm-hmm. it's another Robin thing where um, I got mad at my brother. I think I got mad at him for something I dreamed, actually. And I just like wouldn't let go of it. Like, I was so mad at him. And like, he would do things, and I'd be like, that's better. Or, I remember why I like you, but then I was like, no, I'm mad at you. I'm holding on to, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't let, I, I, w- I wouldn't, or I couldn't move past it, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I mean, that, if it was a dream, that's some extra, that's some other stuff. I, I know, but yeah. like, I think, so Work I can, on, but. um, cause I think the fact that I dreamed it was like, oh, you have that in you and it's in my subconscious now that you have that in you. And, like, my, my subconscious knows it, and now I know it. And I don't trust you no more. I mean, 
Okay. Um, but one of the other things I did want to bring up about... Oh, are you... Well, I was just going to finish with, like... But with Harry, it's... Um, it's it's the the first time that we see this, but it, it it's an ongoing thing throughout the book where he'll start to, like, let himself get distracted from his anger, and then he's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm angry. Right? And, like... Well, I mean, I think in this particular moment, he's not getting distracted by it. He's just trying to hold it back. Like, I think that's different. Well, right? do you, so it between, says... Like, being angry and then something being brought up, mm-hmm. right? Like everything, like everything that's happening, he's he's trying to keep his voice casual when he asks that question. You know what I mean? He's yeah. already upset. He hears about them following and, and them knowing that he was being followed, and he's getting angry. Then he's like, didn't work well. He's trying to keep his voice even. Mm-hmm. Um, then he lies defiantly when she asks about the hearing because she doesn't want. She doesn't want like he doesn't want that like. Um, he doesn't want to be consoled right now because he's angry with them, right? Like, mm-hmm. that just isn't going to help. Um, and, the, you know, like, all these things, he's very clearly trying to keep a lid on his anger. So I think it's a little... I think there are other moments where he maybe wallows in it a little bit more than he should because he just wants to hold on to it. But I think in this moment specifically, like, he's angry. Mm-hmm. And he's, and that's why when he does blow up, um, he blows up <laughs> because this whole time he's been trying to keep it in and he's all and it's not even just like that he's trying to keep it in in this like moment but he's been trying to keep it in for a month. like a month <laughs> at this point yeah so that's a lot of three anger weeks. that's been building up in him i would say three weeks after the first week of nonsense right letters, maybe the first week he's just he's just dealing with ptsd and like <laughs> his sadness but then after a week he's like okay now what's happening yeah um so the other thing i do want to bring up though before we move on um that i feel like we haven't really brought up all the way um is like the reason why dumbledore is trying to keep all this information from mm-hmm. him um and the main reason is because he because of the connection between harry and voldemort so dumbledore is afraid that voldemort is going to use that connection and figure out like how that connection works to then like spy on the order through Harry, which I think is, um, which is why he's like, you can't tell him anything because whatever you tell him, it's not only like, it's not only the way that you tell him. And like, it's not just, he telling, he's just telling everyone else about like the owls can be intercepted, blah, blah, blah. But it's also like, if Harry reads that, then he has that in his like memory bank or Voldemort could be like possessing him at that moment and read it himself. And then like our plans are messed up. Which I do think, you know, makes sense, except for, like, two things, which, one, af- right after um, all the shit goes down, you could start teaching him Occlumency then. Right. Because it's not really, like, he doesn't, you oh. don't have to use wand magic, I don't think, to use Occlumency. So, there's that. Um, the second thing is that this moment, right, where he get- they get there, and now he's learning all this information, and Voldemort can still pop in at any moment. Right. So it just is flawed because then, or even just, you know, they get to Hogwarts and then Harry finally learns about it. And again, well, I, like, it just, I, there's no way to keep that information from him. So it should be less about that. It should be more about preventing Voldemort from getting into Harry's brain until it's too late. Um, but Dumbledore is not, like, his thought, like, his his whys make sense, but then his way, that the way that he combats them don't. His howls. Yeah. Yeah, I think also it's it's um, it's another thing too because he it's what you're saying also feeds into how he treats Harry throughout the year, and continues to like 
you know, ignore him and, and do a, a lot of things that um, exacerbate, really, Harry's PTSD and trauma um, and, mm-hmm. and contributes to him feeling alone and disconnected. And those are the feelings that allow Voldemort to seep in, you know? That anger and mm-hmm. that, like, loneliness and disconnection and, like... Um, uh, I can't remember if this is the book or the movie or both, and I can't remember if it was Hermione or Ron, but they're saying, cool. you know... I'll, I'll remember. Oh. I have very clear <laughs> lines between this book and this movie, um, so lay it on me. Or maybe it's Neville. I don't know. Someone says to him, though, basically, no, it's Luna. It's Luna. It says, if I were Voldemort, I want you to feel disconnected. I want you to feel alone. Oh, yeah. It's Luna. That was the movie. Yeah. I don't think there's... It was definitely Luna, but I don't think it was... There was no Yeah, I don't think it's in the book. But... um, It wasn't spelled out as... Yeah, um, it wasn't so expository like that. (laughs) And so obvious. And so obvious. But yeah, in the, you know, ahistorical reenactments, how they have to cut things down so much um, and just dumb everything down, um, Luna basically spells out the fact that, like, if you are feeling cut off and lone you are more vulnerable, you know, to Voldemort. So, that's the thing. Um, Deborah asks if it's canon that Dumbledore keeps a secret because of the connection, but, and it is. It's, um, Dumbledore explains it in his super long, um, Dumbledore explaining chapter. Yeah. Uh, after the Department of Mysteries, so. Yeah. It's, like, one of the main reasons that, and that's, like, the main reason why he doesn't talk to Harry, um, this whole time and doesn't make eye contact and, with him and all that kind of stuff because he doesn't want, he's afraid that Voldemort is going to like come out. Of right. Him basically. And he, you like see it him. too in, um, the first, um, attack with Arthur. Um, he's, he's, Harry's waiting mm-hmm. for Dumbledore to kind of, um, comfort him or say more. And Dumbledore is just like, Snape, it's time teach him occlumency. Um, and doesn't. Well, mm, no, not quite, but yes. That was movie. Yeah. But and it doesn't make sense based on the timeline. But after that, there is a moment where Dumbledore is very much like, we're getting down to business. These are all things that need to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't like look hair. He doesn't look at hair. He's very much like asking him questions, but like looking at his forehead <laughs> or like, you know, looking at the wall behind him and that kind of thing. Um, and then eventually he does send Snape to do Aquanancy as opposed to teaching it himself. Or sending um, Remus. But it was not right after that scene movie. Maybe Remus, but I don't know if Remus is an Aquaman's, like, you know what I mean? Or McDonald's. Like I mean, a, he just needs, but yeah. I mean. Well, it depends on, people have to, people, they, the people have to have a specific, like, they have to have trained in that. And Snape is trained in that because he's a spy. Right. Which is why he sends Snape. I, I get that. But what I'm saying, pairing, though, is that Harry has zero, that. zero knowledge of Aquamancy. So, you could at least give him, like, the basics, the theory and then no, send him a snake. not when not when he has to not when he has to um learn it so quickly i yeah. definitely and this is not a like this is not an argument for why snape should have been chosen because he shouldn't have it literally should have just been dumbledore yeah. um but it, i also think it couldn't have been the other teachers because they just don't have the training in that like i i understand why he sent him to snape it was a terrible idea and he should never have done it 
but in terms of like skill and abilities. Also, what I I'm now okay, mad. We should move on. Sorry, I just can say really quickly. I'm now I'm also mad now because you said what I hadn't thought of, which is he should have taught him immediately when he started suspecting. He should he re, when he started suspecting, yeah. like not when not, not after, after Arthur got like got right because <laughs> it's also like, just a good not skill after to have. It became clear that that's <laughs> what was happening exactly. He could have started teaching him that last year. Right. You know what I mean? Or even the year, but maybe not last year. There was a lot going on last year. But at least, like, opened up the kind of... I mean, I guess he probably just thought he had more time. Yeah. Because um, he started so suspecting really, really, year two. At, as, soon as, as soon as Voldemort was back, <laughs> as soon as Voldemort was back, really, then that's when he should have been like, all right, Harry, so we're going to have lessons now. Right. Um, yeah, because he started like, suspecting year these two. These are some things you need to practice while you're at the Dursleys. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even just having him, like, do some practicing while he's, well, you know, because he has to go back to the Dursleys. So, yeah. And, like, of course, Harry's not going to take it seriously, but at least it's not on Dumbledore then. Then it's on Harry. Because right. Harry just, you know. Agreed. He just is not a Ravenclaw and would not take it seriously until he had to. But still, there are ways where you could at least set him up to succeed. And then if he fails, it's on him. Right. Because I think there isn't, there is an argument to be had that Harry would have failed at it anyway. But I think, um, like, and then we have to move on. But I do think that if I you mean, would have sent him, if you would have sent him home with some take home homework about occlumency and then everything happened and you sent him to Snape, he would have, at least for a little bit longer. I don't know. I don't know. No, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I honestly, and you know, and you know, reason like real. I don't. First of all, I'm talking without Snape in the equation at all. I'm just talking about him and Dumbledore one on one the whole time, giving him homework over the summer. I guarantee you, Harry would not have done that homework. But he I think after the Arthur the thing, week. he would have been excited about it. He would have been excited about about Dumbledore like teaching. I'm just saying from Harry as a student, yes. like as that standpoint. We even see how he is when. Um, when Dumbledore gives him that little bit of homework in Half-Blood Prince. And does he do that shit on time? No. You know what I mean? Like, granted, there are other things that happen, but he still had plenty of time to get it done, and he didn't. So, in, like, for this, there are clearly people at fault for the reason why Harry doesn't lose, doesn't learn occlumency the way that he should have. Um, And Dumbledore is a main reason for that, and Snape is also a main reason for that. But Harry is a close third, (laughs) because even if he hadn't had those obstacles, he still wouldn't have learned that shit. I, like, at this point, now that I, like, have talked it through, I stand by that. I don't think Harry ever would have learned See, and this is where I give Harry a little bit more credit, which is I think that he would not have taken it seriously until after Arthur, and then if Dumbledore was his teacher and not Snape after Arthur he would have taken it more seriously the same way that he came out learning the Patronus charm with, with Remus Lupin. That's what I'm, that's Maybe. my argument, but that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a theory on, um, a, on okay. a hypothetical. Okay, we really have to move on. Yeah. We really have to move on, but Deborah does ask, when does Dumbledore realize there was a connection? And that's when he, um, the riddle I don't diary. have my book near me, but the moment where, the moment where Harry tells Dumbledore that Voldemort took his blood. That's oh. the moment where Dumbledore realizes. Like, he already No, knew no, no, that that's was the moment it's confirmed for Dumbledore. Because it's the parcel tongue. Yeah, that's when it's confirmed. He had a hunch during uh, Chamber of Secrets. Right. And then it's confirmed when, Dum- when Voldemort takes Harry's blood. And he, like, says something about it. And I can't remember what he says because my book is all the way over there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, we really have to move on. These are good conversations, <laughs> but we have some pages to go. Um, Spent too much time on NSYNC earlier. Jeez. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whose fault was that? Um, so, me. <laughs> He still could have kept me informed if he'd wanted to, said Harry. You're not telling me he doesn't know ways to send messages without owls. I thought that too, said Hermione, but he didn't want you to know anything. Maybe he thinks I can't be trusted, said Harry. Don't be thick, said Ron, or that I can't take care of myself. Of course he doesn't think that, said Hermione. Um, so how come I have to stay at the Dursleys while you two get to join in on, e- on everything that's going on here? How come you two are allowed to know everything that's going on? We're not, Ron interrupted. Mum wouldn't let us... Um, near the meetings she says we're too young um, and before we get into all caps Harry I just have another question why is Hermione there in the first place does um, she not go home to her like, family like and this is a question that was brought up and shout she out is to Eliana safer there. and Hermione Granger in the quarter life crisis yes. but like she's safer there like how long was she at home and then she decided all of a sudden she's just gonna go hang out at the or or uh, the Order of the Phoenix, for what? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's really, no, other than just being interested in what's happening, but Ron could write her what's right. happening. He just couldn't write it to her, to Harry. So there's really no reason for her to be there. And I'm glad she's there because I love Hermione and, you know, plot and shit. But, like, literally Hermione spends no time with her family. None. And, like, if you, if I was a black mama, and I know this actually, actually I know this from experience because I experienced this as my black mama. If a <laughs> tragedy happened, you come at home, like, now. Like, don't even, right. don't pass go, don't collect $200, like, home. Directly home. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and that, it always, and I think it wasn't until Hermione and the quarter life crisis and that conversation we had with Eliana, um, I wasn't able to, like, really articulate that but it always bothered me how Hermione was always at the Weasleys before Harry Mm -hmm. because even in the last books like she had no reason to be like I get you want to be around Mm -hmm. magic and stuff but like I'm not letting who whose parents in general are letting you spend three months with someone at someone else's house. If you're, it's not, it's not sleepaway camp. It's not like, and you go to boarding school. <laughs> so right. when do you, when are you home? You're not. It'll make no sense. She's just not home. No, it really doesn't. Um, okay. So all caps, Harry. Face. This is where all okay, caps, Harry so, gets his name. Um, it is. is Page who, 65. This is who will meet chapter four. a lot. <laughs> Check it out. Um, so you haven't been in the meetings. Big deal. You've still been here, haven't you? You've still been together. Me, I've been stuck at the Dursleys for a month, and I've handled mo- more than you two have ever managed, and Dumbledore knows it. Who saved the Sorcerer's Stone? Who got rid of Riddle? Who saved both your skins from Dementors? Um, every bitter and resentful thought that Harry had had in the past month was pouring out of him his french his frustration at the lack of news the hurt that they had been together without him his fury at being followed and not told about it all the feelings he was half ashamed of finally burst their boundaries um so this is like really the reason why i love all caps harry because it's super true you know what i mean like we've seen and i mentioned like a a couple minutes ago um just like 
how we kind of see his anger build. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like built on top of this like hurt and frustration and sadness and guilt and like trauma. It's built on all these other things. And then he's not getting the actual care that he needs. And so he's like stewing in all of these feelings. Yeah. And there's no one to like siphon them off on or even just to like, because I think if, you know, if he had had someone from the beginning a month (laughs) ago, he could just talk it out. But at this point, it's just been all up in his, it's been all in his body. And like it got, and it says to like every bitter and resentful thought, right? Because they did, they turned bitter and resentful. And he even knows half of these things, right? He doesn't even believe. He's half ashamed of it. Like he knows half of the things he's saying is like not really Yeah, like he didn't get past the surface Even if it's true, he'd never feel that way. You know, handle Riddle alone. He didn't do these things alone. And he's blamed, and he's, the people he's yelling at right now were the people who were with him. And and made it mm-hmm. so that he was able to do those things, but because, like you said, he hasn't had any time to talk it out or any time to like really work through these feelings. They, you're like, he's he's he resents them. I still mm-hmm. think three weeks is not a long time. And he feels bad, and he feels bad for resenting right. them, right? Like he still, like he doesn't. And he knows, he's not, and like, like the other thing too is like, like you said too yelling. about the guilt. Like as he's doing it, he knows like shit. You know what I mean? Like he knows that he's doing a lot. And there's also there's also, a reason why he like, bottles where else up. Is that energy gonna go? Right, right. And he, there's a reason he bottles up a lot of this stuff because he knows that it's shit. They they are. He knows that they're irrational feelings, or they're not. They're not totally based in like fact, right? And then he also knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing you said about like the guilt, he also then feels guilty for feeling these resentful feelings that aren't really true because his mm-hmm. his rational sane mind is like Harry, you know that's not really true, but his anger right. and resentment is like f you, yes it is, and so he's warring, oh he's right. he's all capsing with himself as much as he is, or to himself as much with as the, he is to Ron. Also, this is another time. This is another moment to um, just, like, generally bench the Dursleys, right? Because if they had been a supportive family and, like, and, and like had talked to him, if Petunia had spoken with him about magic and his mother and the things that she knew, and if Dudley hadn't been taught that it was okay to just taunt Harry about things that were clearly things that you should be checking out, ch- checking in with someone about... Um, he would at least have them to talk to slightly, yeah. even if he didn't feel like he could fully like tell everything to them, he would at least feel like there was somewhere where he could kind of get out yeah. some of what he and was they feeling. And they think too, like, no, there's something to have the We're friends, not going to tell you anything. Like, like in like, the magical world who can really understand, like it, like you said, like he wouldn't be able to like, the Dursies wouldn't be able to take on a lot of that burden. Also just because like, you know, like I can talk to my best friend about, you know, frustrations about being a black woman, but it's not the same as talking to a black woman about the frustrations of being a black woman, right? Because, like, they don't have the same, like, they don't know where he's coming from, really. But, but because they're so abusive, (laughs) I'm trying to think of, like, a, a, a different word, but it's just, it's abusive, um, and emotionally distant and unavailable to Harry, like even the small things that you should feel comfortable talking to someone about, even if you know that they don't fully understand it, he doesn't have anywhere mm-hmm. to go. And again, 
like why can't why couldn't Dumbledore have someone just like operate in in the middle of the night or sneak in the Hogwarts guidance counselor can make you know house calls this is why you need the internet too this is before the internet so this isn't even um and yeah with magic they don't have it but like you know like now you can like um text with a therapist and like do like Skype therapy sessions like that's what Harry Mm -hmm. really needed but like some again Dumbledore should have like sent him home with a note to the Dursleys like take this boy to St. Mungo's every once a week every every time this summer so he could get some counseling because right if nothing else he saw a young boy die in front of him and if that ain't the need for some counseling right that was and that's just like if you don't need a grief counselor you you could tell him you can tell them that don't even have to know about all the other shit that he had to go through don't even have to know about the magic Mm -mm. like take him here for grief counseling because he saw a boy die Mm-hmm. Right. Back to all caps, Harry. <laughs> um, so, yep. Uh, who had to get past dragons? Sorry, really quickly. Motherfucking dragons. Motherfucking Field of Fire Part 2. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll move on. That episode was lit. <sighs> literally. Recenter. That episode okay. was literally lit. Who, just... Li- no, but, like, literally, though. Like, not, like... Okay. I don't even like. Okay. This isn't Game of Thrones team. Who had to get past dragons? I know, I know. I had to just get those feelings out. I'm about to rewatch it again for the third time after we finish recording. Um, who had to get past dragons and sphinxes and every other foul thing last year? Who saw him come back? Who had to escape from him? Me. Um, Ron was standing there with his mouth wide open, clearly stunned and at a loss for anything to say, while Hermione looked on the verge of tears. But why should I know what's going on? Why should anyone bother to tell me what's been happening? Harry, we wanted to tell you. We really did, Hermione began. Can't have wanted it that much, can you? Or you should have, or you would have sent me an owl, but Dumbledore made you swear. Well, he did. Four weeks I've been stuck in Privet Drive, nicking papers out of bins to try and find out what's been going on. We wanted to, I suppose you've been having a real laugh, haven't you? All holed up here together. No, honest. Harry, we're really sorry, said Hermione. You're absolutely right, Harry. I'd be furious if it was me. Um, so that's the other thing, too. Like, Harry is, like, going from um, stuff that he's, like, more on, like, like his foundations a little is more solid yeah. at the beginning. And then it just kind of, just like, spiral. <laughs> disintegrates. Because even, like, the, you know, um, who saved the Sorcerer's Stone? Technically, it was him. Who but got nobody rid of asked Riddle? you. Technically, it was him. <laughs> who saved your skins from the Dementors? That was definitely him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, who got past the dragons? And the, all that stuff, yes, happened. He had help. And when he's feeling less angry and resentful, we'll even see in a couple chapters, or, you know, 10 chapters or so, like, he does admit that he's had help. That's, like, one of the things he pride, like, you know what I mean? He understands um, when he's not so angry. But then he starts going into, like, y'all don't trust me. Y'all didn't want to even tell me, really. Y'all been out here living it up, partying at the club, popping Chris. Laughing like, at y'all me. Y'all just out here in the streets, <laughs> in the streets, laughing at me. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm boo-boo the fool. I'm going through all this shit. <laughs> so y'all just ingrateful. Um, so, yeah, so it, it does, like, and again, he's half ashamed of these thoughts. It starts, it starts off on some stuff where you're like, all right, yeah, you right, you right, you right. I could kind of quibble with you there. And then where are you going, fam? Damn you, you Portia. But that's what happens. Sorry. Portia you know? had to say, 
and she can go visit Connie. If Harry starts trusting a doctor, what keeps him from being imperious or impersonated? Um, true. And you can't have someone sneaking in for a chat because then someone could exploit that as a weakness. <sighs> so just Harry has to just suffer. But it's true. I agree with everything that you just said. Yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think that there is something about the all caps Harry and the like. I've only been so mad that I've seen Red once and it actually like scared me. Like I got scared of myself because I just like when I when the like I never really understood that expression like seeing Red until that happened. And like mm-hmm. when the fog cleared, I was like, oh, whoa. Like when I calmed down, I was like, I don't know what I what like. I've never been in a rage like that where like just I couldn't. I couldn't see past it. I couldn't, like, I literally couldn't focus on anything else except for, like, hate. <laughs> like, um, and the hilarious thing was it was because one of my roommates, I opened the uh, dishwasher and there was, like, a loaf of bread in there. And it was just some, like, white people shit that I couldn't handle. I was like, you thought the dishwasher would get Wait. rid of a whole loaf of bread, fam? You're not going to throw that away? You thought you could wash? Wait, why is it? Well, not a loaf of bread, sorry, like a slice of bread. But, like, oh. sorry. It made me think of, like, you know, like, these white people out here, like, you can cook some salmon in the dishwasher. <laughs> um, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, what were they trying no, to do? Someone, like, this shit is just she soggy. just put, like, what? She can't put cook. a plate in there okay. and then throw away the Then wipe off the food. Like, the leftover food. I'm like, you, I, I, I always heard, like, People don't wash their dishes before they put them in the dishwasher, but they scrape the plates. You went the big way. I was like, you at least rinse it right? off and scrape off the little bits. But it like, was like a, it was a slice of bread. Like it was, it was a chunk of like it, I could tell that it was bread. Like it wasn't <laughs> like a little piece. It was a whole soggy ass piece of bread. I'm getting mad all over again. And it, like the point of this is that <laughs> I got that's what made me see red. And Harry saw someone die in Voldemort. <laughs> There was right. a whole lot of underlying stuff because I did not like my roommates and it went back from like the time when I was berated into deciding to live with them and I knew it was going to be a bad idea, but I did it anyway. Always trust your gut. But anyway, same thing with Harry. There's a lot of things that like come beyond or before the breaking point, like you said, but I... I I will never forget that because I literally, like, I had to go for a drive. And afterwards, I was like, why did I get in my car? Like, that was a dump. That was so unsafe. Like, I should have went for a walk because mm-hmm. I don't remember. Like, I, I think I was, like, on the freeway or something when I was, like, cleared up. Like, what am I doing? Like, I was <laughs> so mad. Like, it was, it was almost like drunk, like driving while blacked out. Like, I was, like, I was so mad. <laughs> and it was, like, get out of the house or catch a case. So, <laughs> I got out of the house. But, like, that that feeling of, like, just all-consuming anger, that is the only reason why I'm, like, you know, like, Ron stunned into silence and Hermione's on the verge of tears because they're just, like, shook by this. And also, the, the right. I think they're also thinking in a way, like, does he really think that little of us? You know what I mean? Like, does he think that we would be just laughing and having a jolly old time? 
you know, like that we're not worried you know, about him, that I we're mean, not in this with him. In his right, in his right mind, in his right mind, he knows that, but not right now. Sometimes when you, sometimes you just, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why Hermione always ends up at the at the Weasleys before anyone else does, because the first time she was like, they just they're having so much fun without me, and here yeah. I am with my dentist parents. You know what happens? FOMO. Um, where you just Portia feel like everybody's it's, it's the Instagram, like it's the Instagram syndrome. Um, and sure. Ariana said, "You used to send me so much owls." Do 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 do. Late night when you need okay, anyway. my magic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so after getting all that out, Harry calms down a little bit more. He's like, "All right." Now that's out my system. Let's get some let's get some answers. Some of my questions. <laughs> um, what is this place anyway? He shot at Ron Hermione. Headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix said Harry, said Ron at once. And is anyone going to bother to tell me that what the Order of the Phoenix? It's a secret society. Dumbledore's in charge. He founded it. It's the people who fought against you know who last time. Who's in it? Quite a few people. We've met about twenty of them, but we think there are more. Harry glared at them. Well, he demanded. Uh, said Ron. Well, what? Voldemort, he said furiously, and both Ron and Hermione winced. Um, I just want to point out, and I know we need to keep going, and this could potentially be a long conversation, but I'm also, I'm always curious about Muggleborns. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why is why Hermione they wince when they hear Voldemort? Yeah. yeah, and like, on the one hand, I was like, maybe it's because they know that they're the target, but like, up until now, and I'm talking about Muggleborns between like, 1982 when you find out you're a muggle then and now you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like so for 13 14 years there's been this time where like you hear about this person and he sounds really horrible but you also and like yes you were the target but you don't have any context like haven't had there's no yeah there's no real context and like even harry right like it's like muggleborns and harry (laughs) are the people that he's after um and even harry isn't like he's like super comfortable with saying the name so and like initially it was because Harry was muggle raised and didn't know any better and now it's more deliberate but then I'm also curious about like other muggle-borns and why they wouldn't like I get why Hermione would say you know who just as being like courteous around people but then wincing and like having a visceral reaction seems a little bit odd right um but it also seems like other muggle-borns have that same like kind of reaction as well so I don't know I was just curious about that I think it's something to do with like one that they're very impressionable and they want to fit in and so like it's like when you mm-hmm. were 11 or whatever and your friends talk tell you about like the first time you hear about like um bloody mary or whatever and you're like that doesn't make any sense and then Ooh, we've talked about this that's Lord, why i brought it up man we've already talked there about was this. a day we've already talked about this yeah but my, you oh my. don't have any context for it but everyone else is really scared shit. and so you take on that fear also because you want to fit in so you want mm-hmm. and you don't want to show like difference. That's true. And then it becomes habit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was also thinking about this in a weird way, but like when I lived in um, Southern California, your dad I would always call uncle, 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 uncle. And then somewhere mm-hmm. recently, I realized that I was calling him Baba. <laughs> it's because everybody else is calling him Baba, <laughs> and then I just start calling him Baba because it just y'all y'all knew who I was talking about, and I felt. You know, and all this, it, it just kind of became, like, his name. You know, I don't know. It was just, like, 
it, it, it's natural. It's more natural for me to call him Baba than it is for me to call him Uncle now. Um, right. And I, and so, because I, yeah, I remember I like said something, and my mom looked at me all weird because <laughs> I was like Baba Hadari, and she was like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, it, "Yeah, whatever." You know what I mean? Like it's just. Um, <laughs> and so. And I think that's a part of, like, just, like, being integrated into a space, right? So they, she may not feel the same fear as, or Muggleborns may not feel the same fear, or they may not have the same, like, deep-seated fear, but they now have, especially Hermione now, they've gone just so long with everyone reacting in that way. Um, and him being a boogeyman, that then it becomes just kind of natural, I think, to think about mm-hmm. it that way. And also, I think, a little bit, too, like, everyone reacts that way, and then you now know, and now that he's back, there's an additional level of fear, because you know you're his target, and now he's back. Right. And so you've already been socialized yeah. to be like, <gasps> Voldemort, <gasps> you know what I mean? But, like, now there's also, like, an actual mm-hmm. real fear behind it. What's happening? What's he up to? Where is he? What are we doing? Stop Also, I, one second the order don't- is, like, when he's like, well, huh? and Ron's like, well, what? Like, and he's like, Voldemort, <laughs> duh! I was like, I was thinking, um, we know Sirius is in the order. <laughs> like, what do you mean, Vol- well? Right. I was thinking something completely different. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, we told you the order don't let us in their meeting, said Hermione. So we don't know the details. But we've got a general idea, she added hastily, seeing the look on Harry's face. Fred and George have invented extendable ears, see, said Ron. They're really useful. Extendable? Ears, yeah. Only we've had to stop using them lately because Mum found out and went berserk. Um, Fred and George had to hide them all to stop Mum bending them, but we got a good bit of use out of them before our Mum realized what was going on. We know some of the Order are following known Death Eaters, keeping tabs on them, you know. Some of them are working on recruiting more people to the Order, said Hermione. And some of them are standing guard over something, said Ron. They're always talking about guard duty. Couldn't have been me, could it, said Harry sarcastically. Oh yeah, said Ron, with a look of dawning comprehension. Which is hilarious, but also... Not right. Um... Untrue. They're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like the moment with the polyjuice potion, right? Where like you're not wrong, but you're also not yeah. right. Like it's incorrect, but you know, that's also true. Um, um Harry snorted, um, and then he asks, uh, what have you been doing if you're not allowed in the meetings? You said you've been busy. Well we have, said Hermione, we've been decontaminating this house. It's been empty for ages and stuff's been breeding in here. We've managed to clean out the kitchen, most of the bedrooms, and I think we're doing the drawing room tomorrow. Um, So really quickly. um, uh, Oh, I understand that, like, maybe is, I wonder if the Fidelius charm, if part of it is that you can't tell someone who doesn't know about the place, like, about things that you're doing to the place. Oh, wait, that was the other thing I was going to say. That information about them just cleaning... Because, like, like, the information about them cleaning is really, um... Mundane. Like, mundane. And I think could have been an interesting way to, like, at least keep Harry interested. Like, hey, we cleaned out this thing and we found a whole thing of freshly caught Cornish pixies. Don't know how the fuck they got in here, but that's what we had to do today. You know what I mean? Like, I or think like that would have been, like, the borough. We've been cleaning out had, the... If they had been able to, like... Some place in the borough. Like, yeah. 
But but my thing is is like even if you don't say like the place that you've been cleaning up, like I'm like you know what I mean. Like they could just be like, oh, we've we've we're at this new place and we have to. We're clean cleaning it up Padfoot's. But place. I wonder if you're not even allowed to like, or something, right? But like. I wonder if you're just not if that's less Dumbledore and more like the magic of the Fidelius charm that they weren't allowed to like right and this is the part where tell anyone anything about it without them knowing about it yeah and this is the part where um I wanted to bring this up but I forgot because I am who I am um during the last page of all caps Harry he's like you could have sent me an owl but Dumbledore made you swear um was like yeah they have to swear but there's like magic behind that so I'm like oh I promise not to say anything oh my god guess what happened you know what I mean? Like, well, I wonder if, I think probably the Dumbledore made them swear. It's probably not a, like, it's not an unbreakable, whatever the fuck, um, charm, curse, charm. Char- well, not, a, I'm not, Hatch. I don't think an unbreakable something. curse. There's, I'm, I'm sure that there is something in between unbreakable curse and like, just like word of, you know what I mean? Like what Hermione does for the for Dumbledore's yeah. army, right? Like there'll be some physical sign. That's true. Or like, or like when Voldemort tells everyone, like in uh, Deathly Hollows, when he's like, when he like is giving people commands, and then they like have to follow mm-hmm. it, and then it breaks, of course, because of magic, other magical shit. But like when he tells them all to be quiet, and then they all like immediately can't talk. Yeah. Um, so that's possible. Yeah, I think it's like I, I yeah. was thinking I'm it's something about more like how much. But then I think. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, then I also wonder if Dumbledore, like, I I guess I never went there because I didn't think Dumbledore would need it. Yeah. You know? Just the faith in him. You don't want to let Dumbledore down, so you don't need to do that. But I do think, I I do think that because of Peter Pettigrew and Wormtail, they would be extra cautious. Like, I'm not doing this because I don't trust you. I'm doing it because I... Don't trust anyone. Or the people you might run into. So you can't... If you're not physically capable of telling the secret, then that's safer for everyone. Right? Not that I think that you'd go blabbing to mm. Harry, but it would leave you vulnerable to anyone without this thing. I think that's how he would at least, like rationalize it in his brain for making children make a vow like that. Not the unbreakable vow, but some sort of like magical contract of you can't break this or I don't know. I don't know what it would be. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I mean, I think maybe it's just like, I will know immediately if you break this sign this magical thing right and like the fear of just like no like that because that's a big thing with remus and i don't know actually even if it wasn't legit right like and i don't know actually if this is canon or not but remus lying to dumbledore about the marauders map and then like dumbledore finding out that they were the marauders and like they did and that map existed and remus never told him like, I think that was, like, a big deal for Remus. Um, yeah, not telling Dumbledore. Yeah. yeah. Like, because like, he still wouldn't A live of, of omission, um, even to Dumbledore, was, like, a big mm-hmm. deal. So, I think... Because the trio do things all the time that they know Dumbledore wouldn't approve of, but they don't want, like... 
but knowing for a fact that if they did it and Dumbledore found out, they would not do, right? Because they don't want to disappoint right. him. So if, even if it's just like you sign this thing and I get a like, a, I don't know, Fox squawks three times every time you've broken the vow. And, I, and I'm going to come <laughs> like pop in and be like, who'd you tell what you do? We have to go clean that up now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even just the threat of that is, I think, important. Right. Um, so with two loud cracks, Fred and George um, materialized out of thin air in the middle of the mm-hmm. room. Stop doing that, Hermione said weakly to the twins. Hello, Harry, said George. We thought we heard your dulcet tones. You don't want to bottle up your anger like that, Harry. Let it all out, said Fred. There might be a couple people 50 miles away who didn't hear you. You two passed your apparition test then, said, or asked Harry grumpily. With distinction, said Fred, who was holding what looked like a very long piece of flesh-colored string. It would have taken you about 30 seconds longer to walk down the stairs. Time is galleons, little brother, Love said it. Fred. Anyway, Harry, you're interfering with the reception. Extendable ears, he added in response to Harry's raised eyebrows. We're trying to hear what's going on downstairs. You want to be careful, said Ron. If mum sees one of them, sorry, if mum sees one of them again, it's worth the risk. That's a major meeting they're having. The door opened and a long mane of red hair appeared. Oh, hello, Harry, said Ron's younger sister, Jenny. Um, I thought I heard your voice. Well, would you look at that? <laughs> no porridge? No. Actually speaking, she, she seems cheerful to see him she's you know like we got a little bit of her talking in the last episode i mean last book um mainly when ron went ahead and street harassed floor and then had to recover um but this time she's you know taking initiative like okay but this is also post glow up jenny even though harry's too bad to understand right now because jenny's about to true like this is this is possible. Like she actually, which is you know, if there hadn't been another moment for them to spend some time together, post glow up, may have been that time. May have been. Um, you know, less than a couple conversations here and there. Maybe there's they have some situations together. Maybe they kind of like start making eyes at each other, even if they don't really feel strong feelings. They're just like, hey, yeah, we're friends. We hang out. Maybe Harry just notices. Harry and Ron. I mean, Hermione Harry, and Ron. Like, not in this moment, right? Jenny walks in, whatever. He's still pissed. But like, right. at dinner or something, after he's calmed down, Harry noticed that Jenny was looking good. J- Jenny was... Right. Real yeah. chill, subtle. Doesn't have to be like, all of a sudden... A dragon rises up in Harry's <laughs> chest and he feels angry and he doesn't yeah. know why. Doesn't have to be all that serious. You can just be mm. like, hmm, I appreciate the glow. Right. Mm. Like a couple pictures on your Instagram. Like, okay. What is a curious Jimmy kind of looking but, like a snack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't make that work. Oh my God. No, I mean, I'm, I just. We've been talking a lot about my siblings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how know, ridiculous. Not in a bad way, just in how ridiculous they are. Yeah. Like, here's just a bad influence see, on everyone. See where I, how I grew up. So. It's very true. It's actually not false at all. <laughs> um, and if you want to see how bad of an influence she is on everyone, check out Cousin Black. Hey! <laughs> Zing. Plug it um, in, plug it anyway. in. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So she turns to Fred and George and says, it's no go with extendable ears. She's gone and put an imperturbable charm on the kitchen door. 
How do you know, said George, looking crestfallen. Tonks told me how to find out, because she's an enabler. Yes. And still pretty young, so I get it, but mostly but because she's also, an enabler. Um, also, can I just say, I hate the oh, name of that sorry. charm. Imperturbable. Imperturbable. Why isn't it impenip- impenetrable? Why isn't it like a anti-eavesdropping charm? Because I think perturb is like Bob, because it's not, it's not anti-eavesdropping. It's you can't, you can't, I don't want to be perturbed. I don't want to be like, disrupted, right? Why can't it be like an anti-disruption yeah. charm? Just I, imperturbable is a terrible Maybe. name. It's like boober tuber. <laughs> it is impossible to say. Except we can pronounce imperturbable. Except we can pronounce imperturbable, and then as you I can't said, pronounce I it up, but still, so it's easier to uh, to pronounce. And you know how it's supposed to sound versus boob, whatever the fuck that word is. Who knows Boobatuber. what it's supposed to sound like? I still need answers. At J.K. Rowling, <laughs> I need I need answers. How the hell do you imperturbable? Imperturbable. Boobo tuber. These are. This is like. Oh, I would be anyway, the worst wizard because um, I would be like, I'm not doing that curse. Why? I'm not doing that charm. Why? Because <laughs> I can't say it. I don't think you should do a charm. You can't say. I don't. That's true. You'd probably fuck up your eyebrows right? or your buttocks. Right. It's like when people are like, you shouldn't be having sex um, if you can't say the parts, the body parts, without laughing or giggling like a child. You're too young to have sex. If you can't say the charm. That's true, but at least you wouldn't. <laughs> But yeah. Well, I feel like the charm one is a little bit more dire just because, like, if you do fuck up the pronunciation, you could turn it into something else. Yeah, but I'm sure the charm for imperturbable like is what you're trying to do. Expecto imperturbable. It's not like it's probably like something Latin that you can say. And it's called the imperturbable charm. Right, like, molest, molest, something don't bother me. Like, I don't know. Anyway, basically, <laughs> in order to find out if something yellow. has been imperturbed. Wait, what was the rum? Um, <laughs> you sunshine sunshine daisies buttermellow yeah. um so you chuck stuff at the door and if it can't make contact with the door it's been imperturbed uh i've been flicking dung bomb dung bombs at it from the top of the stairs and they just soar away from it so there's no way the extendable ears will be able to get under the gap fred sighed shame i really f- fancied finding out what old snape's been up to snape is he here yeah said george um giving a report top secret get said fred idly (laughs) he's on our side now said hermione ron snorted doesn't stop him being a get the way he looks at us when he sees us bill doesn't like him either said jenny all as though that settled the matter it kind of does you know weasleys know a get when they see one yeah he's on your side he's still an an ass doesn't change doesn't change yeah also though i kind of love the human being and this is a total little sister thing or whatever but like, mm-hmm. Bill doesn't like him, as though that settles the matter. It's like in Jenny's mind, it does. Like in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, Brandon don't fuck with you. Like in like a serious way. Like if Brandon doesn't like you, then you're not a likable person. You're irredeemable. So why would I waste my time? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's Especially because Brandon's way nicer than me. So if Brandon um, don't like you. <laughs> true sure as hell ain't gonna like you <laughs> um harry wasn't sure <laughs> harry wasn't sure that his anger had abated yet but his thirst for information was now overcoming his urge to keep shouting so he sank onto the bed opposite the others is bill here he asked i thought he was working in egypt he applied for a desk job so that he can come home and work for the order he says he misses the tombs but fred smirked there are compensations what do you mean 
Remember or remember old Flora Delacour said old? George? Um, she's got a job at Gringotts to improve her English. And Bill's giving her a lot of private lessons, sniggered Fred. Um, LOL. <laughs> Bow chicka wow wow. Wink wink. Nudge nudge. All that. Um, Charlie's in the order too, said George. But he's still in Romania. Dumbledore wants as many foreign wizards brought in as possible. So Charlie's trying to make contacts on his days off. Couldn't Percy do that? Harry asked. The last he had heard, the third Weasley brother was working in the Department of International Magical Cooperation at the Ministry Ooh. of Magic. At these words, all the Weasleys and Hermione exchanged darkly significant looks. This is something Whatever they could have told him in the letter. Don't mention Percy in front of Mum and Dad. And this would have been enough to, to that. hold him out. Hold out. I literally wrote that down. I was like, that is something you could be like, hey, Harry, can't tell you what you're up to, but let me tell you about this, this motherfucking <laughs> Percy. And what he did, especially because it happened so early, it happened before they, um, like, we'll see, it happened before they came to Grimmauld yeah. Place. So I'm not really sure why Ron didn't write to Harry immediately. Immediately. Maybe be because like, he's ashamed so that his happened. get of a brother, like, said that stuff about Harry and he doesn't want to tell him. Like, I mean, face, that's he possible. Wants to tell him face to face, but like, um, but they see, they seem real eager, right? I mean, they seem tense, but at the very least, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was definitely a letter that could have happened, and it's before they've been sworn to secrecy. Yeah, and Deborah you know, wants you to know this um, motherfucker, Percy. Whatever you <laughs> got, saying in that voice. I'm just saying, man. Whoo, this um, motherfucker right here. Whatever you do. Don't mention Percy in front of mom and dad, Ron told Harry. Why not? Because every time Percy's name's mentioned, dad breaks whatever he's holding and mom starts crying. It's been awful. I think we're well shut of him, said George. What happened? Percy and dad had a row. I've never seen dad row with anything, with anyone, anything, huh? With anyone like that. It's normally mom who shouts. It was the first week back after term ended. Again, you could have told him all this in a letter. Would have kept you know you know Harry's board. Would have kept him going. Drive. That is some that is some tea. That is just some straight up drama that you don't really have to be in, but you could just like be a fly on the wall. Dear and Harry, after the fact, you know I'm a messy. Take some pictures, Ronald. Wait, dear Harry, like, you know how I'm a messy bitch who loves drama, doing? right? Let me tell you about Percy. Let me tell you about like come on, fam. Dear Harry, I know that you are a messy bitch who loves drama. As Winky likes to tell us all right, the time. Exactly. I know how you be nosing. <laughs> no, all just nosing around <laughs> all the time. Um, so Percy came home and told us he'd been promoted. You're kidding, said Harry. Though he knew perfectly well that Percy was highly ambitious. So again, like, you know, mm-hmm. you can secondary sort all the all the Weasleys. Percy is a real strong slither door. <laughs> Super strong. Isn't um, he a griffin? So he was highly ambitious Griffin-in? and Harry's... Well, it's hard to say, like, the opposite. It's hard to yeah. mash Gryffindor and Slytherin in a way where when Gryffindor is in the beginning. So that's why I say Slytherin, because it's easier. Yes. It's not to give Slytherin higher, Ranking. Like, okay. Yeah. It's just because who the fuck knows how to say Gryffindor? Gryffindor. I just said Gryffindor. Who knows? Boobatuba. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so Harry's impression was that Percy had not made great success of his first job at the Ministry of Magic, Percy had committed... Well, we all know Percy um, didn't realize that his boss had been imperious, although the Ministry says he'd gone mad. But anyway, he wasn't able to see that um, his boss was not in a fit state to be giving any kind of um, 
like any type of commands or orders or ruling over any type of department for a year but he didn't say anything um so for uh well a little less than a year but a pretty long time like eight months six to eight months six yeah half a year it was a long enough time that there that he needed to be reprimanded um or more than that yeah we were all surprised said george because percy got into a load of trouble about crouch there was an inquiry and everything they said percy ought to have realized crouch was off his rocker and informed a superior but you know percy crouch left him in charge he wasn't going to complain so how come they promoted him that's exactly what we wondered said ron he came home really pleased with himself, even more pleased than usual, if you can imagine that, and told Dad he'd been offered a position in Fudge's own office, a really good one for someone only a year out of Hogwarts, junior assistant to the minister. He expected to be Dad. He expected Dad to be all impressed, I think. Only Dad wasn't, said Fred. Why not, said Harry. Well, apparently Fudge has been storming around the ministry, checking that nobody's having any contact with Dumbledore. Dumbledore's name's mud with the ministry these days, see? They think he's just making trouble saying you know who's back. Dad said Fudge has made it clear that anyone who's in league with Dumbledore can clear out their desks. Trouble is, Fudge suspects Dad. He knows he's friendly with Dumbledore, and he's always thought Dad's a bit of a weirdo because of his muggle obsession. Just want to point out again, it's a thing I've brought up a bunch of times on this podcast. But again, Fudge is literally aiding Voldemort in more ways than one. The main one is by just not believing that he's back, but also by, like, discriminating actively against people who... Um, are more tolerant of muggles than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he wonders why Voldemort is like This a is I just... another, <clears throat> like, amazing example of how timely Wizard Team has been since Jump. Because this is... Fudge is the reason why Trump exists. You know what I mean? Like, Fudge is the congressional GOP, which paved the way for the idiot that we have in the White House. Sorry, I'm anti-Trump, if you guys But even on, that. like, a smaller like, scale, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, happy place, but also, like, yeah, duh. Also, though, on a, even a smaller scale, it's also just, like, you know, liberal white people who aren't racist, but still hold those, like, prejudices mm-hmm. and don't interrogate them with AKA themselves. AKA check out what's happening um, with Geek Girl Con our, and Google. And our... <laughs> Right. And are only like willing to combat racism and sexism and all that stuff when it's like super over over in your face and like I'll boycott a, a, somebody who says something who says that who like a white person who says the N word like we'll get them out up, up out of here. But like anything that doesn't know, actually um, challenge their privilege housing or- like zoning like redlining and and like fucking like housing discrimination and you know affirmative action all those things like who cares about that that you know what i mean I don't, that's the redistribution that's of wealth by um, how dare you that's socialism we're we're anti right. everything up until it challenges our position and our privilege and then we're against that because mm-hmm. we're not because we're racist but because yep. that is social darwinism it's just not fair um yeah it's reverse racism um, but yeah, all of those little, um, all of these little bit by bit things, like you're saying, allow for someone to go even more extreme, right? So you, you excuse away or, oh, he's a weirdo and you stop giving him, even though he's highly competent and like good at his job, you relegate him to a lower position because he has this leaning or this weird obsession with muggles. And then, oh, you know, Lucius, although obviously not a good guy, 
is very privileged and pure blood and a Malfoy. So therefore, you excuse away like, oh, he's got a couple of ethics violations, no big deal. <laughs> but um, he still has like a, an open door to the minister. You know what I mean? Like all of those little things add up to um, mm-hmm. making the environment suitable for extremists. Whew. Yep. I wish we weren't so goddamn friendly. Um, and prescient. what's that got? You know, you know. Arthur um, is the Little Mermaid says Portia. It's magical. <laughs> Redheaded too. Ah, oh, he wants to be where the Muggles are. He would like to see them. Likes to see them dancing. What's this got to do with Percy? Asked Harry. I'm coming to that. Dad reckons Fudge only wants Percy in his office because he wants to use him to spy on the family and Dumbledore. Harry let out a low whistle. Bet Percy loved that. Ron laughed in a hollow sort of way. He went completely berserk. He said, well, he said loads of terrible stuff. He said he's been having to struggle against Dad's lousy reputation ever since he joined the ministry and that Dad's got no ambition and that's why we've always been, you know, not had a lot of money, I mean. What? said Harry, and Jenny made a noise like an angry cat. (laughs) I I also want to point out, though, that as Ron is saying this, he goes... You, why you, you know we've not had a lot of money i mean like there's still shame and like why are we broke yeah totally. my mom always but be i like, also think that like we, ron has some chill we may have we may be poor, but we like, rich i think ron love. blames fudge for that and not his father yeah right but you know what i mean like i think ron you know hates being poor and we've seen that and he has those insecurities but he blames the right person for that and not his father yeah right yeah it's not arthur's fault that he doesn't get paid uh like a good wage for like something that he's actually passionate about and and that's actually super important to the ministry and the statute of secrecy listen but you know that's a bonus episode just cares about appearances in the short term that is a bonus episode that we need to have it is listen write it down write it down (laughs) don't forget uh okay I know, said Ron, and it got worse. He said dad was an idiot to run around with Dumbledore, that Dumbledore was heading for big trouble and dad was going to go down with him, and that he, Percy, knew where his loyalty lay and it was with the ministry. And if mom and dad were going to become traitors to the ministry, he was going to make sure everyone knew he didn't belong in our family anymore. He had pa- And he packed his bags the same night and left. He's living here in London If now. that ain't some jingoistic so, bullshit. So, headcanon time. Time out, okay. time out. Just, let's just make this fun real quick. Headcanon time. Where do you think Percy went before he found a place in London? The Leaky Cauldron. I think he went to go hang out with his best friend Oliver Wood. <gasps> you crashed on Oliver Wood's couch! Because you know Oliver Wood got that Pudmere United money. So he probably got his own spot. That's what I'm saying, fam. Maybe they're roommates right now. Maybe we just oh don't know God. that. Maybe they're roommates. This is almost as good... As the serious Remus roommate headcanon that's cooking up in my head. Almost. It's it's pretty close. Uh, it's like two generations. I mean, Remus and Sirius definitely Listen, were okay, here's the fan fiction that but, we need. It's like, it's kind of like the Game of Thrones, like different perspectives. But you see the perspective of Sirius and Remus. And then on the other side, you see Oliver and, and Percy and like how these two separate generations of completely opposite yet equally non-chill people are living and getting along and there doesn't really need to be a plot it's more of a character study Mm -hmm. it's more of a mood piece you know what i'm saying like we just need to get (laughs) the feel 
We just need a day it. in the life. And then like Percy could still be tripping, and even Oliver could maybe be like, "So why are you mad at your family again?" And kind of just being like, mm, "So what's going on here, Percy? This sounds a little sus. You might not. You mm-hmm. might need to like reevaluate your feelings." But then also like give him some space. You know what I mean? Like give him some time to work that out with yeah. his own situation in his own like mind. oh and then they have like a heart to heart moment and then like and then he and then when percy comes back like percy knows he knows voldemort's back and he knows he's been wrong and oliver is the one that gives him that push to go back to the family Mm -hmm. mm-hmm it's like he doesn't want to he doesn't want to say he's wrong be like hey percy by the way maybe he's the person who told percy about the battle at hogwarts and was like fam it's now or never we gotta go i'm about to apparate right now to hogsmeade you coming with me or not I like this headcanon. High five. I like this. Bam. Percy and Oliver. Oh, somebody write that fanfic. Just two homeboys on the town. <laughs> um, um, Portia said, why not? Um, why couldn't he stay with his girl Penelope? But, like, that's moving real fast. They didn't even really... Also, they didn't get... Um, I mean, they could have, but also, like... Are they even together I anymore? I don't think, yeah. like, we haven't heard, like, you know what I mean? Like, they were together in Chamber mm-hmm. of Secrets. Maybe, maybe... And he doesn't marry Order, Penelope. I mean, prisoner of Azkaban? No, he doesn't. He marries yeah. some person. he doesn't end up know. with her. Like, who's not in the books, yeah. I mean. I think, I would say no. that they've probably broken up by now because, um, at least, if anything, if nothing else... Penelope Clearwater ain't gonna be with the homeboy whose boss was imperious and he didn't say nothing. Like, during the inquiry, Penelope was like, listen, I wish that, you the best, but this is bad for my look. That, or... It's not a good look for me. That, and also, Percy was... You know, you remember in Chamber of Secrets when Percy was, like, all secretive and he was locking himself mm-hmm. in his room and he was, like, super excited about having a girlfriend? And then you remember when he had to write those leaky right, he reports? totally... And the, the amount her. of, like, the amount of passion <laughs> that he had for both of those things. Like, he swapped Penelope for some reports on some <laughs> cauldrons that didn't have a thick enough cauldron bottom. Like, that's what he did. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, it, and, like, I'm not even mad at him because that's some shit I would do. But also, like, I don't think they're yeah. together anymore. I think I think Penelope was like, all right, fam, you clearly have other priorities that I'm going to, so I'm going to just go my way. It was yeah. amicable. So we don't though. know this for sure, but so the Harry Potter option. wiki says that she is either muggle-born or half-blood, and that also might contribute to, like, I think, I literally think that they would have been, like, either Penelope was like, you had an inquiry with the ministry, um, that's not a good look, I'm out. Or, like you said, like, he neglected her for cauldron bottom reports. Or Percy was like, oh, you're half-blood, that's not good for my career. I can't marry half blood ministers of magic or don't don't marry half breeds. And he was like, I'm not racist, but I don't that's think just Percy the reality really of the situation. Far. Nah. I don't think Percy No, is that I don't far. think he's I think he I would, would I don't think he like, I, I literally do think sorry, Percy, but I literally think he's like before it was okay to be like an out politician or like athlete, it's still not really okay to be an out athlete, you know? It'd be like Uh huh. I love you, and we can see each other, but I'm going to go marry this girl with good breeding because it's better for my political career, or I'm going to be a bachelor. I think Percy would do that. Marry someone for appearances. Have a Fitz and Millie relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Good on paper. Yeah, maybe. Okay, where were we? Oh, got it. 
Sorry. That was a fun little thing. Yeah. Can, you know, you don't have to talk about how Percy's the worst. Because he is. And that's just facts. And, and now he's... Now we can think about him and Oliver. Living in London with Oliver. Just two friends. Who is hardly ever home because he's living on... Living in London. You know, he, he plays for Puddlemere at United and they're on the road a lot. He's on the road. He's on tour, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's good. It's good head cannon. Okay. Mum's been in a right state, said Ron. You know, crying and stuff. She came up to London to try and talk to Percy, but he slammed the door in her face. I don't know what he does if he meets Dad at work. Ignores him, Can I suppose. Can we just talk about... So Percy must know Voldemort's back, said Sorry. Harry. The disrespect that you slammed the door in your face and your, on your on mama? your mama. Like, she gave birth to you. On your mama? Literally. And also the fact that, like, you, you know the Weasleys like, ain't black. Because I don't care if me and my mama ain't talked in a minute. She show up on my doorstep, I'm not slamming the door on her face. I don't care if I said, I disown you, I am no longer a Jordan, I have nothing to say to you, I will never speak to you again, please don't contact me, and I cut her out of my life completely. If she show up on my doorstep, I'm not slamming the door on her face. A, because I'm terrified, I want to live, and B, because that's my mama. Even yeah. if I know that, like... Right. Even if I know she's trash or whatever, my mama's not trash. But you know what I'm saying? Follow the logic. On your mama, Percy? Theoretically, hypothetically. Man. He's angry. Um, and he bold, though. You, you, this Percy is a must know Voldemort's back, said Harry. He's, that's, yeah. That's the <laughs> He's playing with his life. <laughs> Molly was so verklempt. But you know, like, after the Battle of Hogwarts, they, like, you know, she got past her grief and everything, you know, that she was like, Bitch, you're already talking about my face. Man. Let's settle that. Holding on to a grudge like Voldemort in Albania. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, But Percy must know Voldemort's back, said Harry. He's not stupid. He must know your mom and dad wouldn't risk everything without proof. Yeah, well, your name got dragged into the row, said Ron. Percy said the only evidence was your word, and I don't know. he He didn't think it was good enough. Percy takes the Daily Prophet seriously, which at first I was upset when I read this. And then I remembered Molly and how seriously she took the Daily Prophet like five chapters ago, like a month ago. So, I mean, he comes by it honestly. (laughs) It's kind of fucked. It's like it's fucked up and it's a problem. But also, like, it's not like he didn't just make that up. Um, so Deborah went a little eon- not, I'm better than Iyama. She went like a legitimate counselor on us with like some like actual credentials um, and said Percy found his daddy in Fudge, a man he just met and pledged his allegiance to for getting his entire family and upbringing. And Portia said it's about the authority and pr- possible privilege to be gained. And she feels like if he was still in school and Dumbledore had asked him, to, like, turn against the ministry, you know what I mean? Or, like, done, like, the Dumbledore's army thing. He would have done that. It's all, it's because of where he finds himself at the time. And he finds himself at the ministry Mm -hmm. in this power struggle. He does the math. Right. I think that's Uh, Portia also wants you to know that Molly is worthless. All right, Portia, I didn't say all that. That's on her. I didn't say all that. (laughs) That's a lot. Worthless? My God. She's about to make, she's about to make a a banging dinner for, like, 18 people. She got at least some worth. That's what I'm saying. In like five right. minutes. Just a little bit of worth. Okay. What are you talking about? Harry asked. Haven't you been getting the Daily Prophet? Hermione asked nervously. Yeah, I have, said Harry. Have you uh, been reading it thoroughly? Hermione asked, still more anxiously. Not cover to cover, said Harry. If they were going to report anything about Voldemort, it would be headline news, wouldn't it? Well, you'd have to read it cover to cover to pick it up. But they, 
they mention you a couple times a week. But I have seen, not if you're only reading the front, prep, the front page you wouldn't, said Hermione. I'm not talking about big articles. They just slip you in like you're a standing joke. What do you... It's quite nasty, actually. They're just building on Rita's stuff. But she's not writing for them anymore, is she? Oh, no. She's kept her promise. Not that she's got any choice. I just want to point out, just again, in case anyone forgot, Hermione saved the day. That saved the day. Just thought we should, you know, remind everyone. Save the whole entire day. And then we can move on. The entire day. Not just like morning or, you know, lunchtime. Supper. No. The entire day. 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? Midnight to midnight. All of it together at once. Okay. Um, But she laid the foundation for what they're trying to do now. Which is what, said Harry. Okay, you know she wrote about how you were collapsing all over the place and saying your scar was hurting and all that? Yeah, said Harry. Well, they're writing as though you're this deluded, attention-seeking person who thinks he's a great tragic hero or something. They They keep slipping it... Uh, they keep slipping in snide comments about you. If some far-fetched story appears, they say something like, a tale worthy of Harry Potter. And if anyone has a funny accident or it's let's hope or anything, it's let's hope he hasn't got a scar on his forehead or we'll be asking to worship him next. I don't want anyone to worship. I know you don't, said Hermione quickly, looking frightened. Which again, just like going back to what you were talking about, about like the descriptors of how Her- Hermione's saying these things. I think in that moment, she'd be a little bit more yeah. forceful. Like, dude, we know. Like, I get in the moment when he's yelling that you would be, like, on the verge of tears and upset, but, yeah. Anyway, I know, Harry, but you see what they're doing. They want to turn you into somebody, into someone nobody will believe. Fudge is behind it. I'll bet anything. They want the they want wizards on the street to think you're a stupid boy who's a bit of a joke, who tells ridiculous tall tales because he loves being famous and wants to keep it going. I didn't ask. I didn't want. Voldemort killed my parents. I got famous because he murdered my family but couldn't kill me. Who wants to be famous for that? Don't they think I'd rather it never... We know, Harry, said Ginny earnestly. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. But also I think, like... Kind of starting, but not yeah. really. I, the one thing I do give book Ginny is that she's never, like, been one to sit down for a bunch of shit. Like, she even... Oh, right. you... Oh, you didn't think to talk to someone about a book telling you no? You don't Man. I mean, even in this one where she's like, Oh, you know, you talk you think you're possessed and you didn't think to talk to the one person who was that's interesting. Mm. Hmm, how's that working out for you? Yeah. She's never suffered fools lightly. Like she's she's been consistently like, Okay, you cute, but you real dumb. You real, real dumb. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually, for the record, do not dislike Jenny the the way that some of our patron i do just want to put that out yeah there. um i actually do especially book jenny movie jenny is like is she worthless. literally could not be there and i wouldn't yeah, notice as Portia that she was, was saying about molly like what's yeah there's literally no point of her except for chamber secret she's kind of integral to that plot but whatever she could have disappeared yeah, after that i wouldn't have noticed but book jenny i think has a little bit more spunk and like characterization for this, I'm just thinking more of, like, the development Yeah, I think we talked about this. It's, like, it's more the development of their relationship. And yeah, that they end up getting before. married. And you're like, how? I don't... When? Right. Where did this come from? When Harry all of a sudden realizes that he's in love with her just because he sees her kissing on Dean, I'm like, that's not really how that works, <laughs> though. Like, you, you don't understand your own feelings? Um, really? Okay. Again, and I've said it. 
And I know she he still has a crush on Cho at right. this point. But again, like you were saying, just a little, just acknowledge her glow up. Just yeah. a little bit. Just, oh. Just be like, respect. I, I see what you're doing over there. All right, cool. What's up, Cho? Like, mm-hmm. it's real easy. The it's same way that easy. he acknowledged Hermione at the Yule Ball. Be a big crush. Was like, damn. Right. Hermione looking good. I didn't know Hermione got right. like that. Okay, then. All right. And then went back talking about Cho. It's fine. I'm going to still be salty about Cho, though. <laughs> Exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, I do think that book um, Jenny has always been like she says this earnestly because she's still they're still trying to comfort Harry. But it's like, bruh, we know we're just telling you what the Daily Prophet is doing because not everybody know you like mm-hmm. we know you. We get it. Why are you explaining this to us? <laughs> like, we just letting you know what's right. going down, exactly. fam. <laughs> um of course they didn't report a word about the dementors attacking you said hermione someone's told them to keep that quiet they should have been that should have been a really big story out of control dementors they haven't even reported that you broke the international statute of secrecy we thought they would it would tie in so well to this image of you as some stupid show-off we think they're biding their time until you're expelled um then they're really going to go to town i mean if you're expelled obviously you really shouldn't be not if they abide by their own laws there's no case against you they were back over here at the hearing and harry did not want to think about it he started trying to figure out how he can change the subject but then molly saves the day Uh uh-oh fred gave the extendable ear a hearty tug and there was a loud crack as he and george vanished seconds later um mrs weasley appeared in the bedroom doorway the meeting's over. You can come down and have dinner now. Everyone's dying to see you, Harry. And who's left all those dung bombs outside the kitchen door? Crookshanks said Jenny unblushingly. He loves playing she with them. She could lie like a Oh, boss. said Mrs. Weasley. I thought it might have been Creature. Man. Because then he's like, then she goes, I thought it might have been Creature. He keeps doing odd things like that, which really just means Jenny's been doing this this whole time and has been blaming it on Creature, <laughs> blaming it on Crookshanks. Like, she's... Savage. She knows she's She doing. learned from her brothers. And then, she, now, and then, he's, then she goes, Jenny, your hands are filthy. What have you been doing, Molly, fam? I mean, I know she's distracted. It's a lot of Dung bombs, on, fam. But. Dung bombs. That's what she's been doing. Where them dung bombs come from? Okay. So Jenny leaves. And, oh, and Harry turns to Ron and Hermione. Look. Um, but Ron shook his head and Hermione said quietly, we knew you'd be angry, Harry. We really don't blame you, but you've got to understand. We did try and persuade Dumbledore. Yeah, I know," said Harry grudgingly. He cast around for a to- for a topic to change the subject from Dumbledore. Um, the very thought of him made Harry's insides burn with anger again. Whose creature? He asked. The house elf who lives here," said Ron Nutter. <laughs> Never met anyone like him. Hermione frowned at Ron. He's not a Nutter, Ron. His life's ambition is to have his head cut off and stuck up on a plaque, just like his mother. Is that normal, Hermione? Well, well, if he is a bit strange, it's not his fault. Ron rolled his eyes at Harry. Hermione still hasn't given up on Spew. Um, so, hey, look at that. More fun house elf mm-hmm. things. They're back. They're back. They're back. <laughs> it's not, s- and really just, <laughs> and for plot, and not really to explore them anymore. So, there's that. It's not Spew, said Hermione heatedly. It's, it's the Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare, and it's not just me. Dumbledore says we should be kind to Creature too, But not really because of the promotion of Elfish Welfare, though, Hermione. It's just because of, like, order things. But it's fine. And, like, you know, human decency, but no, still. Mainly because, because of, of human decency. Things. That's a bonus. I mean, okay. If that's a secondary effect. 
<laughs> I mean, I think that Dumbledore would say that generally, but I think like the main reason he's saying it and like making a point to say it is because of water yeah. things. Um, Creature is a liability. Okay. Yeah, yeah, said Ron. Yeah. Come on, I'm starving. He led the way, and then, but Ron flings out his arm to stop Harry and Hermione. Hold it. They're still in the hall. We might be able to hear something. They look cautiously over the banners. Harry sees the dark, greasy-haired head of, and prominent nose of his least favorite teacher at Hogwarts, Ugh. Professor Snape, who apparently still doesn't wash his hair, even in the summer. Which just seems... Gross. Even grosser? Yeah. Yeah. Like, not even the Heat fan? Mm. So it's just all stewing up in there, huh? But also, Harry yeah. is very interested into what Snape was doing for the Order of the Phoenix. A thin piece of flesh-colored string descended in front of Harry's eyes. He looked up as Fred and George were um, lowering the extendable ear towards the dark knot of people below. A few moments later, however, they began to move towards the front door and out of sight. Damn it, Fred heard George... Harry heard Fred whisper, and he hoisted the ears back up again. Snape never eats here, Ron told Harry. Thank God. Come on. Don't forget to keep your voice down in the hall, Harry. As they passed the row of house, health, house elf heads on the wall, Miss they saw Lupin, Miss Weasley, and Tonks at the front door, magically sealing its many locks and bolts behind those who just left. So there's a magical sealing of all those locks and bolts, people. And then um, we're eating down in the kitchen. Harry, dear, if you'll just tiptoe across the hall through this door here, crash. Tonks, cried Mrs. Weasley. I'm sorry, wailed Tonks, who was lying flat on the floor. It's that stupid umbrella stand. That's the second time I've tripped over. But the rest of her words were drowned out um, by a horrible, ear-splitting, blood-curdling screech. That's what I um, aim for when I scream. I want someone to say... Blood-curdling? But no, all of those things at the same time. Like, I want it felt in your gut. Robin, man, don't get her angry. You'll get a horrible, ear-splitting, blood-curdling screech. All of them. I want all those, all those adjectives. All right. I mean, you know, you gotta yeah. have goals. <laughs> the moth-eaten velvet curtains Harry had passed earlier had flown apart. There was an old woman in a black cap screaming and screaming as though she was being tortured. Then he realized it was simply a life-size portrait, but the most realistic and, mo- and the most unpleasant he had ever seen in his life. The old woman was drooling, her eyes were rolling, and the yellowing skin of her face stretched taut as she screamed, and all along the hall behind them, other portraits awoke and began to yell too, so that Harry actually screwed up his eyes at the noise and clapped his hands over his ears. Lupin and Mrs. Weasley darted for it and tried to tug the curtain shut over the old woman, but they would not close, and she screeched louder than ever, brandishing clawed hands as though trying to tear at their faces. This is who the woman Super on the Hogwarts Express and the, that stupid thing that they call to play was. Why would you even bring that because up? Because this is what the, that woman oh, reminds God. me of. Instead of, like, she reminds me more of her than the trolley lady. Like, what? Damn. Um, I mean... I was just kind of thinking, like, wow, this person really gave birth to serious black. No, this totally makes sense to me. Like, the blacks are supposed to be, like, real attractive and, like, you know what I mean? But maybe it's just, like, she's, it's an older image, so maybe it's just, like. But also she does that. She didn't age well. This also goes into her thing of, like, even when um, Tom Riddle is, like, super attractive, whatever, when he starts screaming, he became, like, this ugly thing, right? 
ugly. Um, yeah, but that's this, true. Also, like, this well. totally makes sense that this is Sirius's mom. Because, like, they have an equal amount of... Ch- okay, so this is what Sirius's mom says. Silks, scum, by byproducts of dirt and vileness, half-breeds, mutants, freaks, be gone from this place. How dare you befoul the house of my fathers? Shut up, really you horrible extra. old hag. Shut up, Sirius roared. <laughs> you see how that's her son? Um, you... Yeah. Blood traitor. Abomination. Shame of my flesh. (laughs) Your trust. He betrayed her Um, trust, Robin. (laughs) uh, So if that is not, I did my waiting, 12 years of it, only one will die tonight. If that is not Sirius's mother. That's true. It is true. It's like those Geico commercials. That's real. Because it's real extra. It just went all the way up, like... Ooh. Shame, Shame of, of my, my flesh. flesh. Be befouling. Befoul. Yeah. I like that befouling word. Befouling the house of my Is Besmirch fathers. somewhere in here? Whew. Yeah. Lupin and Damn. Sirius managed to force the curtains closed again. The old woman's screeches died and an echoing silence fell. Panting slightly and sweeping his long dark hair out of his eyes, Sirius's, or Harry's godfather, Sirius, turned to him. Hello, Harry, he said grimly. I see you've met my mother. And that was actually a very short chapter that we made very long. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that chapter was longer yeah. than we thought it was. We, we also had a lot of feelings. There's and there were thoughts. And it was a good conversation. And also, you spent like 10 minutes on NSYNC. As we but, should, always. You know, You're welcome. Still. I mean... You're welcome. It's debatable. Also, them dragons, <laughs> though. Them dragons, though. Um... I, like, honestly, Robin. Okay, but this is... I would just watch that I know. episode. Just... I know. I'm just... I'm just it's letting too you know, late now. Just to see the last, like... I think maybe, like, 15 minutes. Just, just watch go. that shit. Oh, my okay. God. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Um, MVP? So, my MVP... It was really hard for me. I don't really, like, have one. So, serious. Because serious is in this chapter. So, it counts. I figured. What about you? Um, I did Fred ah. and George. Um, They're in the because, chapter. Because, you know, they brought some levity into this chapter. Well, no, it's really just because, like... They did calm Harry down. This chapter needed some levity. Harry Harry was feeling a lot of feelings. And, like, he had kind of calmed down before they got there. But he would have blown up yeah. again. Um, and, like, they came and they, you know... Even just Ron bringing up Fred and George in the extendable ears brought Harry down a little bit because he's like what what are they up to with my mm-hmm. money anyway um also just like their resourcefulness and the fact that they like they made the extendable ears because they wanted to hear what was going right. on in the order and then they like then it becomes useful and they sell them but like you know what I mean like also they're just like, like there's something about that um, I wanted to like mention earlier I was never that kid like, when they were like, this is grown folks' business, I was just like, okay, it's grown folks' business. <laughs> like, I'm like, even now my cousins will laugh at me because they're like, you didn't know that? You didn't know that? And I'm like, no, was I supposed to know that? Like, were you, how are you so oblivious? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. They said it had nothing to do with me. So it had nothing to do with me. I was never an ear hustler. <laughs> I never, like, I just didn't, like, I, adults are boring. I don't care. Are they talking about juice boxes? I don't care. But then you find out they are not. Not at all. Oh my. Then you find not out not. the tea and you're like, dang, I didn't know that. 
Like, all the show's going down? Oh my God. Right. Um, so, Portia and Deborah made Hermione um, their MVP, and then Ariana made Fred and George her MVP. Um, they sorry, need to host a variety one. show, which um, I Portia think would be great. Portia made Hermione MVP for saving everyone. Oh. Yeah, so Ariana says Fred and George because they need to host a variety show. And Portia says Hermione for saving everyone last year and reading between the lines, but still not getting her due. Deborah makes Hermione her MVP for being empathetic and patient. Um, So who do you bench? So I had like waffled on this one between Percy and Dumbledore and I came down on Dumbledore. um, Mm. And then also like was thinking about Fudge for a little bit too. Um, But I came down on Dumbledore because a lot of this stuff stems from him. Like, even the Percy thing really stems from him. Because if he had done Mm -hmm. a better job communicating, I don't think that, like, like, like I said, like, I think that Percy is a very ambitious person. But when Mm -hmm. the evidence is irrefutable, he comes to his senses, he comes back, you know what I mean? And so I think in a lot of ways the trauma that Harry's going through and then also the kind of breakup of families that it's, that's happening right now. And like, even, and I understand why you don't trust Fudge, but like, even like Fudge not trusting him and stuff all stems from Dumbledore's penchant for secrecy and like lack of communication. And so it's harder to just like mm-hmm. take his word for things, even though you know that you should just take his word. Like a lot of people do, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, Dumbledore said so, so it's fact, right? But um, right. that becomes very problematic. So all that, all that. Yeah. It started off just with, like, how he treated Harry, but then it was like, oh, well, I guess I could, like, if I reverse engineered all of this stuff enough, Dumbledore plays a role in it. Yeah. Also, because um, awkward I've been to Percy. Um, true. Man. Man. I did, I've been to Percy, um... Just because he was tripping, like, fam. Like, how are you just going to disown your family? And then you're, like, going to believe Fudge over your family, he though. Slam slammed like, the door in your totally mom's forgot face. all of how you were raised. Like, he just forgot all of his home all training. Like, he was taught it. He just forgot it. It just left his brain somehow. Percy I don't is know. not I flawless. He, he's going to get it back at some point. Sorry, that just because when you but, said home training, it reminded me of... But, you know, Beyonce. I do appreciate him for introducing us to the adventures of Percy and Oliver. That'll be yeah. fun. But, like, other than that, you're kind of tripping. Kind of. Like, very much Remember where you came from. You slammed the door in your mama's Um, face. So, our... um, Ariana benched Percy for being a traitor and says, that hoe ain't loyal. That hoe ain't loyal. Um, And Deborah benched Dumbledore, um, saying that she didn't realize he was such a problem. And then Portia benched Percy and Jenny because she really doesn't like... Jenny saying that she was there when no one asked. Seriously though, Portia's not she like a single Weasley woman. She like <laughs> none of the the women of the Weasleys. Right, I'm like she can't hang out with her siblings nope. though, and like her her brother's best friend, she can't hang out with them. No, damn. Yeah. She also says, "Why isn't Percy suspicious oh. of Fudge's sudden anti Dumbledore stance?" And I can answer that for you. It's because he's he just coming up. Power man. He got a promotion. That's why. Don't ask questions when you when your yeah. money's right and you're getting promoted. 
That's it. Cool. So thank you for listening. We are pretty much at three hours almost, (laughs) so we should wrap this up. We will next week be discussing chapter five of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. The Order of the Phoenix. Um, Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. And if you would like to join the conversation on Twitter, add us at WeBlackAndNerds, use the hashtag WizardTeam. Um, As always, you can find all of our stuff, including um, Portia, um, has a book review series called The Plot Thickens. You can like get book recommendations um, and spoiler-free reviews. You can also get Game of Thrones recap, Game of Thrones recaps written by yours truly. And this last recap is mainly just like dragons, key smash, <laughs> dragons, key smash. Spoiler if you haven't read it already. Yeah, cousin Black. Yeah, I don't. If you want to go back and like relive season ten of uh, Doctor Who. Right if you want to go back and relive season 10 of Doctor Who, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, check out Tarbis. Yeah, Twitter, at WeBlackAndNerds, at Yana underscore Hollows, at Robin underscore Ravenclaw. Black Girls Create everywhere else. Um, and we will see you And don't on forget the to donate, because Leaky Con is in 22 days. Yes, that's the thing we're doing. You're talking about you're not contributing. We, Robin has more panels than oh, I do. Oh, God. Um, so, I like to hear myself yeah. talk. My oh my. And I was overwhelmed by my panels. I was like, shit. And I looked at Robin's schedule and was like, well, I'm going to just be sitting in the audience taking a break. You won't see me in September at all. Break. All um, right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you so much. See you next week. <laughs>